Say this. You made a way. Out of no way. You keep on blessing me. Every day. Fight on my back. You say the day. Can't nobody do me like you. I got it. I got it, boy. It's your boy, Keith. Big Drake made me a radio show. Big Drake, what's up with you, boy? What's going on, King Ten? How you doing, fam? <laughs> Man, great to be back on the air. Hey, when you get to listen to that track, that is my boy, Pastor Mike Jr. out of Birmingham, Alabama. He, listen, you want a hot album? Go pick up Pastor Mike's album, Live Free. Absolutely off the chain. He is killing the waves right now with Big. But that track, I got it. But this boy doing something big time, man. I mm. love to feature this the, the hot gospel uh, hip-hop, man, because I think there's so much great music out there um, that doesn't have to – all the stuff we talk about, man, that, like, you know, denigrate uh, um, our women, uh, talk down drugs, all that other stuff, all that – for many of these cats, all that fake stuff, because they don't even live that life. Uh, but but there's a lot of great music that still give you that beat, give you that 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 hot um, lyrics and 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 verses and everything. Uh, but still actually uh, benefits and builds up your soul and your character, man. So that's why we always play uh, typically gospel hip hop or some positive on the Made Me Radio Show because we're all about positivity. <laughs> we ain't got time for that negativity, man. <laughs> yeah, you know, King Pip, man, it, it's crazy how. You know, when you're young and you hang around older people and all they listen to is gospel music, and you're like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> but man, as I've gotten older, as I've gotten closer to God, my walk and, and everything, it, it got to the point where, you know, I'm human and, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm not judging nobody. Right. Because I, I, I still listen to it every now and again. Right. But for the most part, I'm like, this is just burning my ears. <laughs> like, <laughs> Into my soul. I, I like... feel like that old deacon, like, y'all young boy listening to that still? <laughs> <laughs> So I'm happy that, you know, and, and you are the the musical engineer of the show. <laughs> you you find all this hot music and I definitely appreciate it because for a while, when I very first started getting into gospel rap, I'm just gonna be honest, oh, it was garbage. Good. Oh, it's garbage. It was hot garbage, it, man. It, it wasn't you be like, you you do you sing a, you rapping gospel because you can't rap. That's why you rapping yeah, gospel. Yeah, <laughs> you, yeah, you, you're just trying to make a buck. <laughs> but it was bad. So um, the the pro, the production of it has gotten better. The oh, beats, man. the lyrics, everything. So yeah. I, I appreciate you. Nobody else tell you I appreciate you. you. I appreciate <laughs> I'm you. I'm telling you, bro. I, and and they're they're a top work class. I mean, talent out there that they can sign with any any secular art uh, label they wanted to out here. Um, yes. You know, we talk about Lecrae. You know, Lecrae has now really, really pushed the envelope. And he still, you know, and people get up and roar when he said he don't want to be called a gospel artist, blah, blah, blah. And I feel, I mean, I'm good with it. It don't bother me because he's an artist, period. Correct. And Correct. I love that Correct. he's an artist, but his focus is on building and uplifting and not on tearing down. And, and if anything yes. else, and you know what, Drake, the church loses so many people because we try to make this box and you either in or out. And and if we real honest and real about it, most of the people that's in the box shouldn't be mm -hmm. in the box anyhow because their mm -hmm. life don't live up to the box. Nobody's does. There was only one person whose life lives up to the box, and that's yet it. we try to force everybody in this box, man. I, I'm, I'm I'm bumping that Kanye. <laughs> can, can, can I can I have a little moment? Yeah, get it, man. Can I, can I have a little moment with the fans? So my new nickname amongst the coaches 
at my job is I'm the counselor because <laughs> kids are in and out and they want to talk and and the, the you know you know me I don't I don't I don't like a, attention as far as bringing attention to myself. I just right. that's just not who I am. Like most people don't even know when my birthday is. That's right. Like nobody nobody at work knows when my birthday is. That's right. <laughs> I, that's just that's just who I am. Not knocking if you a big uh, birthday celebrator, it's, it's, you want everybody. It's just not your personality. I'm not, I'm not knocking it. Yeah, it's just not your personality. You really know me because Kingpin, you know me That's more right. than well than anybody in my wife. Um, I don't judge people. No, I don't judge nobody. Whatever you do is cool. Do with you, me. man? But so <laughs> when I get these kids, and we do have an FCA director, but you know, a lot of people just they feel like they have to be themselves when they're in front of it. Uh, have to be the, the best form of themselves yeah. when they're in front of the FCA director when they're in front of the pastor. You know, with me, they can just be themselves and I'm going to take them as who they are. Which, and that's that's the thing I talk to them about being a Christian. And I think the church, not all churches, when I say the church, when we say the church, we just generalize. Yeah. But the church has done a a bad job, I think, of exactly what you said, making people feel like you have to be in this box. If you want to be saved, if you want to be a Christian, you have to conform and do everything perfect to be put in this box. Yep. Well, first of all, like you mentioned, there's only one perfect being that ever walked this earth. That's only it. one. <laughs> and the, the the main thing about being a Christian, I think a lot of times Christians get it wrong. The church gets it wrong. The main thing about being a Christian is it's a judgment-free zone. It is. It should be. It should, yeah, it That's should what it should be. be. That's what it should, should be. be a judgment-free zone, and I'm going to take you at your flaws, and I'm going to take you at the things that you need help with, because I'm going to equip you, I'm going to empower you, and I'm going to uplift you. That's what Christianity is about, and this beautiful thing about forgiveness. But we don't do that nah, in the church. Nah. We condemn, we snicker, we... we, we Point, put other yeah, people, yeah. Slide over. Oh, come on, now. Yeah, we brought up. Now, I mean, Christianity is supposed to be this warm, yeah, loving man. place of forgiveness right. in a judgment-free Zone. That's what Jesus did, man. And folks always yes. point out the different examples of Jesus nutting up. Like, you know, when he came in and saw the, the tax collector, I mean, uh, the the, uh, the the peddlers in the church, it was like, see, Jesus nutted up there. No, nah, Jesus didn't nut up because of who they were. He nutted mm-hmm. up because of the the the, the uh, because of where they were doing it. He was yes. like, listen, yes. this is supposed to be refuge, and you're in here yes. peddling off of people's sorrow. They are in yes. a desperate place, and you're getting rich off of it. So if anything, if Jesus came back today, he'd nut up on a whole lot of these big pastors and all these big uh, big people that are getting rich off of other people's low places. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because his yeah. objective was, I come to certain you know, when, when he went out to dinner, he coming out there, they want him to come to the fancy place, to the palace. Nah, man, I ain't going here with y'all. Nah, I'm good. Yeah. Hey, uh, yeah. hey, old buddy over there, yeah, what you got going on tonight? What your wife cook? I'm coming over your yeah. crib. I'm eating now. You know, they be like, who is that? You know, it doesn't matter who that is because you don't know him doesn't mean he's not important. But again, Correct. everybody wants to be, we want to be top, we want to be known, we want, you know, even to your, to your point, like I say, not judging, but what's in your heart? Why are you, why, do, and I think, I think me and you are aligned on this. Like I say, I, me, and you, me and you have been strong for a long time, and mm-hmm. even the the things about you, like, man, I don't, I, that's not, I don't do that, me and him different in that way, but it's who he is, and he's true mm-hmm. to who he is. I can't now. I can't stand nobody. You could be different from me, but let it be you. 
Now, don't yeah. be different just because you you trying to be fake. If you trying to be fake, then yeah, I'm, you still get, get on with around me. I ain't got nothing to do with you. I don't need nothing. Yeah. Around, I don't need nothing around you. And, and people. I think people that get to know so two things I don't do. One, I don't introduce myself as a preacher. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. care if it's in church or whatever. I just don't because to your with the point you just said, so many walls and preconceived notions automatically go up. Yeah. And one, I cannot hold the mantle as high as pe- as the regard people hold for the title. Never have been. Yeah. I'm flawed. Yeah. yeah. That's not an excuse. That's real, and I'm trying to be better every day. Mm-hmm. Says one. Two, if your walls go up and Jesus did send me to help you, you can't get help. That's like yeah. a person showing up at the hospital and when the nurse asks you what's wrong, you said nothing, I'm good. Then what you yeah. here for? <laughs> you came to the emergency room, what you here for? So I don't tell people that just for, for those two big, big things. Because yeah. I want us to be free to be each other. And if there's something that the if there's a purpose that and mission that the Lord has caused our paths for, I don't want us to get in the way. And off time we get in the way of what God is trying to do in our lives, man. Yes. So, and I, you know, I, I wholeheartedly believe and I, I say this to my kids and I say this to everybody when I have this deep conversation like this. You know, people put pastors and preachers on a pedestal and then when they do something that's human. Yeah. They're ready to tear them down, and they. That's first. Don't put your faith in man. Use that person as a tool and as a, as a, mm, I don't know, as, as a as a help, as an escalator to the stairway to heaven That's to right. help you with your spiritual walk. But pastors and preachers and members of the cloth and FCA directors, people just forget that. They're human. They're people. That's right. <laughs> I, mean, people. I get just they're as pissed perfect. off as everybody else. <laughs> yes. And so when, when a when a person has a unfavorable moment, don't get your head down. Don't condemn them. Don't judge them. Help them that's and right. learn from them. Yeah. But that, that's what we do. Yo, you're a preacher. Oh, you shouldn't be that's doing right. this. Oh, yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Hold, 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 don't say about, about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I think that's that was my um the, way, the reason why the Lord was able to work through me as a youth pastor was was for that very reason. You know, mm-hmm. I, I told I told parents, I said, look, in my class, my, your kids ain't going to come out here being able to quote scriptures. We ain't got memory verses and all that stuff. All those things are good. And I have all the ages below me. My expectation is they build a solid foundation for kids to be of that stuff. Because when they get to my class at 13 and up, we're going to talk about life. And, yes. and but what what that allowed me to do is create and build bonds and relationships that my kids still call me today. I got two or three or four of them that's off in college. I got two call that's that still call me. They graduated from college. Call me today, mm. Miss G. I got to get out of this house. I you know I got to do something different. And it's yeah. because of the relationship we built. And, and to your point, I don't judge them. You know yeah. whether you know I, you know I've dealt with 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 uh, same sex issues and all that stuff. And then still having conversation, and, and I'll tell you, and you know this for, uh, better than anyone, the Lord has brought me so far from my judgments and my judgment zone, and I think mm-hmm. it was because he knew what he needed to use me for. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think I yeah. mentioned before, you know, I had to go back uh, several years back and, and apologize to one of my fraternity brothers um, uh, b- because of how I treated him when he, when he came out. Uh, yeah. And it took a long time uh, for me to see me and God to, to really dig in me and say, you know, who are you? Are you you or are you supposed to look like me? And yeah. they say, if you're supposed to yeah. look like me, 
that's not how I look. Regardless of what you think, and, and you know, we'll Bible beat people to death. And he's like, yeah, but all the stuff, all that other stuff you quoting, you forgetting that the greatest of these is love. Kick mm-hmm, all the, yeah. <laughs> the greatest of these is love. If you have an absence of that, none of the rest of it matters, man. You got to be able to build that. And so I think I think that's the success of you as a coach. That's the, That's been your success in every phase of your life. Being able to show compassion, and and, and I think the Lord has continued to show favor upon you and will because he needs needs people he can count on to show and reflect him in every place in this world, be it business, be it field, coaching, the classroom. Uh, I think the Lord wants wants reflections of him. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Everywhere uh, we go, man. So. Keep walking Thank the you, fight, man. man. That. Everybody that's listening, walk your fight, man. Walk, you, you know, um, one of my, one of my, uh, shout out to to Deacon McAdoo. He sent me a post on on the gram, and it was uh, uh, Nick Foles. You know, Nick Foles mm-hmm. is a huge believer. Uh, in one of the press conferences, I don't even know how old it was, but he was with the Dolphins, and they, they was asking him about the challenges of being, you know, being injured. And, and, and doing that, and he was just saying that he was like, but even still, I have across the base. He said, even still, I'm still being able to uplift and encourage my, my teammates. And he was like, that's what Christ came for. He said he came for us to yes. be able to be a voice, no matter where you are, about the obstacles, the opposition. He said he didn't come because it's easy. He said he come because it's challenging. And, and I, I told uh, uh, Mac on that post, I said, every person has a pulpit. They just got to be willing to grab the mic. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and and Drake, I think in Mississippi, you have grabbed the mic uh, for for your pulpit, man. And I think God is going. They, you know, they they call it. I'm sure they call the counts kind of tongue in cheek, uh, but but they don't realize how true it is. It is very much how my uh, one of my my engineering director when I first uh, became a manager, he he said uh, in one of our one on ones, a skip level meeting, he he doing all talking, we talking, and then in the end he said. Prentice, you and I don't even know if he knew I was a man of the call. He said, Prentice, you make a great pastor. He said, but mm. these people are not your flock. And yeah. I, I said, huh, okay, thanks for that feedback, John. Ooh, I didn't mean to say his name. I said, thanks for that feedback. <laughs> <laughs> I said, but. We edit that out. That's right. I said, but. And I, and I just said, thanks for the feedback. And when I left out of there, I said, that's the fundamental difference between me and your, my leadership and yours. Because for mine, they absolutely are. They yeah. absolutely are. I do for my employees exactly what I do for my members, for my for my youth, for my for my people. Every anybody I lead, I I I serve them the exact same matter. So yeah, and, and I'm comfortable that that's the leader I am. Yeah, regardless yeah, how the I'm, check pay out, I'm comfortable with that's that's that being that type of leader, man. You know, I, I'm I'm gonna share this. It, it's about me, but y'all know I'm kind of contradicting myself because I don't really like talking about me. And, <laughs> you know, you know how I am. But, but, but sometimes sharing to help help others, though. Yeah, yeah. I was. Um, this is when I was at the sheriff's office and talking to my captain, and we, we had a conversation. And I don't know how we got on it, but it superheroes came up, and we were going around what what superhero power that you wish you could have. And of course, people were saying, you know. Invisibility and read people's minds, and he got to me, and he was like, "So, Drake, what, what would you want?" And I meant this, and I, I didn't realize the magnitude of it until he, he talked to me later. But I'm like, you know what? 
I wish I could take people's pain away from them. Wow. You know, whether it was the loss of a family member or just, ups- I, I just really wish I could just take people's pain away from them. You know, we talked and talked and went on with the rest of our day. It wasn't until weeks later. He he just like, he had this, this thing where he just kept praising me about the person that I was. Yeah. And so I, I just went to him. I said, Cap, you know, I'm just trying to be the best me I can be. I'm trying to do people right. And, you know, I'm, I appreciate the compliments, but I don't. <laughs> and I got, you know, I, I've had to learn not to not to rub people the wrong way when they give me a compliment to right. accept it and say thank you. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, and, and but I had to learn that through part of this. And and I'm like, what, what's so great about me? I said, I'm just a regular human being. That's all. I said, what's so great about me? And he shared with me. And I didn't get it till now. He said, think about it, Drake. Everybody was saying things that they wanted to benefit them. And all you wanted to do was take people's pain away from them. You wanted something to just benefit others. Yeah. And But that, that's that's the way I am. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know me. That's how, you, that's, that's how we was raised. That's, that's who we are. I ain't yeah, going to say that's, raising. That's just who we are. Yeah, that's just, that's just who I am. So I, I, just, I just want the best for everybody. And you know my, I, I'm my purpose and my des my destiny is already clear. That's I, right. You know I already know. I'm not yep. searching for that. And every person that I meet, whether it's the janitor or the CEO of a big company, my purpose and my destiny is to make sure that they reach their purpose and That's their right. destiny. That's right. That's right, man. Uh, I, I've I've long told and I shared with with one of the young men that took over after me when I left uh, our church, and I said I said. As a youth pastor, I said, one of the things that I had to become comfortable with, I said, I had to become comfortable is that sometimes God only sent me to plant. Yes. I said, and then sometimes God only sent me to water. I said, now, I said, what does that mean? I said, some people, the, the, their success is built on the success of the harvest. I said, but in my life and ministry, I had to accept the fact that I may never get to see the harvest, but that doesn't mean I didn't fulfill the purpose. I said, so once I became comfortable being a planter or a waterer, I said, here's the amazing thing about God is when I became comfortable in that, man, he even started letting me see some harvest. I said, because I showed myself worthy as a planter, that Mm -hmm. then he'll allow me to see a harvest, man. And so I, I have been grateful. I try to stay humble. Um, even in success, I try to stay humble. Uh, God, there's nothing I could do without you. And so yeah. that means everything I do needs to give back to you. Uh, and I got, I got, a, I got a group of young men, man, shout out to the hate less foundation in Montgomery, Alabama. If I got any listeners in man, hit them. If you see them cats out on the street, feeding the hungry, you see any of that flyers out, man, go and support it's a group of young men and women uh, that was from from my church in Montgomery uh, that that one of them, you know, had aspirations of being college football. The founder had aspirations of doing college football and uh, a whole lot of stuff went on um, that some beyond his control that truly just derailed and, and threw all his stuff off and his aspirations off uh, his you know people messed his grades, up, just a whole lot of stuff for stuff that most stories of young black men from the mm-hmm. inner city ends in disastrous end. But this young man decided that he wanted to put back, man, and he has built the organization up 
And this Thanksgiving, uh, this week, Thursday, they are giving out over 150 turkeys free mm. in Montgomery. Mm. Uh, they have had citywide feedings two to three times a year. They they have impacts all the way up to Jacksonville State. They've had they've had events for college students down at Troy University. I mean, his reach is going to be phenomenal. And anytime yeah. I get an opportunity, man, I call him, I hit him up, uh, and anytime I text him, my my tagline for him is "What's going on, Young King?" I want him to know what's in him, and I hit him yeah. up, man, and just be like, "Hey, what y'all doing? What you got going on this week? What's coming up in the next month or two? He be like this, 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 this. I'm like, all right, bet, and uh, we'll get off, and I, I, I cash app him whatever I think he need, and and yeah. he, you know, he's been so grateful every time, but I continue to tell him, I see where God is taking you, and I want to pour into you as much as I can, so that mm-hmm. you have your journey is as easy as it possibly can be, because the fight is gonna be there, and anything I can do to help you put yourself in the vehicle. I want to be able to do that because that's what God has positioned you for, and I want I want to reach to to I want His reach to 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 go well beyond, man. So, um, I I think, maybe listeners, we're giving you your end segment at the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, we are. But 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 I I mean I think this is this is the stuff that. And even for us, even for this radio show, we joke all the time, man. We love to be picked up by ESPN and Sirius XM or whatever. But man, I look when we talk when talk people ask about our numbers, we're like, yeah, man, we had forty or fifty people download. And I'm sure other folks are like, uh, that's just your friends. So, yeah. <laughs> if 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 the, the God has given us a platform to have fun, uh, yeah. and, and and then and like say like whether it's the music, whether it's something we said, whether it's our take on on. On sports or or life, um, I'm just grateful for the platform we have, man. And yeah. uh, so, listeners, man, we appreciate you. We love you, man. Uh, spread the word, man. Somebody else may need this. Uh, they may need a laugh tomorrow, and and we may be that source of laughter for them. I'm good with that. Yeah. Or they may need some inspiration, and we're we're happy to to, to take the mantle to be be uh, be a part of that as well, man. So, um, but look, the sport. Big Drake got him. You at the crib, huh? Yeah. Oh, I love him, man. <laughs> <laughs> you, I love him, boy. Uh, how do I? So, so is the little one? What, what all is he doing now? I'm sure he walk. Is he terrorizing yet? Everything. He's doing everything. He, we. Uh, I say we, but I, I was working. My, my wife dressed him up as. Uh, and you said, yeah. when when you met him as little Jack Jack, yeah, Jack Jack, oh, incredible. That that little suck. That he just. But he he a sweet baby, but he will flip the switch very quick on you and let you know about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He ain't one of them going. You got to find out what's wrong with you. No, I'm I'm mad. That's that's what's wrong. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you are the never guess with his problem. With his problem <laughs> you you finna know. catch it because of how I feel. How do they yeah. play together? How do they play together? Man, close it's like so that. joyous to sit back and watch because they really love each other. Yeah, man. So that, if if um. If Chacoma does something where he needs to be placed in timeout for a minute or two, Kai just go sit there next to him for a little while. <laughs> he, like, he like, I probably set you up. So, we catch this together. <laughs> baby Kai was doing something, and I'm like, Baby Kai, you can't do that. And Chacoma was just like, Dad, he's a baby. He don't know. Like, he, you know, he's only three. It's not like he's 15. He's three. He's like, he, he, he's baby. He don't know. He don't know, Daddy. <laughs> and I'm like, 
Yeah, you <laughs> be calm down. You right. I'm taking up for him, but but you right. Uh, yeah. Yes. So they they really are good brothers, and I'm happy because I'm happy we had them when we had them yeah. close in age. That's right. Because I, I do think, see, my brother and I, we have a, a big pretty good delta. Yeah, so, pretty good delta. Yeah, when we were growing up, there's certain things I could do that he couldn't do. Right. And there's certain things I wanted to do that he wasn't there yet. Yeah. And once he got there, I had outgrown that. And yeah. I didn't want to do that. So we, we kind of miss each other a lot uh, growing up wise. Yeah. But they they so close together that whatever sport they play, they'll have an opportunity to play together. Yeah. that's how, I mean, Zach and Dylan were like that. Uh, yes. They, they, they were on a couple soccer teams together. Uh, they never crossed paths to be able to be on the same team for football. Um, but but that is but and, and it's different seeing them. Uh, and Tony's a great big brother. Um, but but like I say the the interaction because again some of the stuff. But you know I I'll give my son this credit. Uh, he's always my son has a, my oldest has a great spirit about him still. He does. Um, and and even when like I say you know going to the to the to the aquarium, Tony has literally been in that aquarium like five six times. Uh, <laughs> but he still yeah. walks and engaged, and you know what I'm saying. He when we went down to Disney. I mean, he's like, yeah, I know I'm too old, but I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get it in. I'm gonna have fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It, it it does. It still really uh, it it helps a lot uh, for for that relationship um, to to continue to develop. And then, like I said, what Zach and Dylan have because of they so close in age, we didn't want. I wanted them spread out, but now I'm grateful that they are. Um, and and I'm grateful. You know, I, I'm out of all them other stages. Uh, my youngest turned ten, uh, so I got mm. all double digits now, uh, yeah. and I'm I am just uh, circling the day. Uh, at fifty years old, everybody will be out of my house, uh, mm. and at fifty five, everybody will be off my payroll. Uh, and mm. so when I when I when I met with Jeff knows money, uh, he was like, "Print, what's trying to do?" I said, "By the time I'm fifty five, I need it all to be my call." I said, "I need yeah. enough money to where every decision is ba- is my decision, whether I want to work, whether I don't, whatever." Get me to the. That's what we want to target to get to, man. Um, yeah. If you're trying to get there, man, listen in to uh, uh, check out Jeff Knows Money uh, and, and Talking Cash podcast. Uh, them boys give you some real life lessons that'll help you get there, man. Uh, so as Jeff always say, put your own on. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yes. So Big Drake, man, getting into these sports, man. Uh, last week, we, I mean, let's go ahead and get it out the way. Um, for for at least three and a, a four a quarter, three and a half quarters, Auburn uh, put yet again one of the best defenses in the country on the football field, and yet again put one of the trashiest offenses out on the football field in the same game. Yeah, man. To the point to where most most of us had turned it. <laughs> I stopped. I stopped watching. I did. I stopped watching. <laughs> I had to get in the group chat and text y'all back toward the end of the fourth quarter. And say, hey, y'all may want to turn it back on. They actually woke up a little bit. <laughs> like, uh, and I, I still didn't watch it. It was trash, man. Um, yeah. I, I'm. I'm. Listen. Most of the listeners know I've been off the Gus bus since since uh, since sitting in, in in Pasadena, uh, Pasadena, uh, in, in, Pasadena, Pasadena, <laughs> Pasadena. Um, and and every year he just continues to to reaffirm for me. Um, to that, I have a high school coach. I think he's terrified of success, uh, and he cannot handle the pressures and stresses of a big time college football program. Because I still think he is the the offensive genius that he once was, but I think the the stress and the pressure 
of performing at a high level and his his inability to handle that pressure uh, continues to cause him to deviate from who he really is. That's my that's my that's my uh, mental assessment of my mm-hmm. coach. Uh, and I don't think I think we've given him time and time and time and time again to get over that. And I don't think he can. I don't think he can. Um, so I, I'm 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 ready to I'm ready to move on to the next chapter. And I know what everybody everybody say. Look at Tennessee and Phil Fulmer and, and all this other stuff. But I'm I'm willing to take my my lumps with that um, as opposed to sitting in mediocrity. Um, yeah. And I'm always careful not to see. Is is this just the Saban effect? And and I, I think some of it is, but but I think it's where college football is now. And so it may that may start to become the new norm. So, you know, what does what does that mean for everybody else? Um and, and I just I don't I don't I, I'm not I'm off the bus, man. I, I'm even for selling the bus and buying a boat. <laughs> wow, oh you wanna row the boat. <laughs> I wanna row I wanna row the boat, <laughs> man. <laughs> Well, my thoughts and my take is, and you know, ever since I've entered this profession, I'm, I, I am very careful of what I say. Right. But I also want to give the people the truth. You That's know, right. if, if if anybody knows me, I'm going to be honest. That's right. And I, I think, and I'm going I'm, I'm to say I'm speaking for the mass of Auburn fans. And I don't know. This is just how I feel. And this is how I think other people feel. I think this is how you feel deep down. Yeah. I think that it's the inconsistency of the offense and how horrible and bad it looks. Because you can be in a hard-fought game and be in a good, good game and not score many points. Your defense is playing well. But, you know, there's drives. You're changing the, the field. But it, the offense looks bad. It does. I think if the <laughs> offense was more competitive and we were doing things, you know, we were gaining first downs, we were gaining yards, and then something happened where we didn't score a touchdown on that play. But we were putting up comparable points. That's just like the old Miss game. We had on them yards, but we couldn't get in the end zone. Yeah. And we still almost lost that game. Yeah. So, I feel that if our offense, because the defense is pretty solid, the you know, defense you're gonna give up points. Yeah. If if we didn't look bad, that's the main thing. We look bad, and it does look sophomoric. It it, it looks like why did he call that play? And there's there's no flow to it. Nope. That's one thing. And that that first year that they came. And I, I guess that was just the vanilla part of his offense because, you know, they got there so quick and they had to rush and do things. But it, it was effective. It worked. That's the main thing. We want to be effective. And and I never noticed it until you said something about that jet sweep. That jet sweep, man. <laughs> when we run that thing, it, I don't know what it is. It I don't has, know what it is, but it's effective, and especially when you got one of the fastest guys, not only in college football, but that's walking this earth. You have a world-class sprinter. A world-class yeah. spinner, Olympic-level speed on a football field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, so, <laughs> so I mean, you 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 raise a very valid point. And every time I watch a game, I watch to see how many times we've run it. And here lately, well, I guess what, what was that breakout game? Um, I guess Texas A and M. Yep. 
a Mississippi State maybe? Uh, no, it was, it was Mississippi State. Mississippi State was a breakout we, game. We, we were running that thing. And, you know, of course, they stopped it a few times. But, like you said, it kept the defense honest. That's one thing they had to prepare for, which opened up other aspects That's of right. offense. That's right. We hadn't run it at all. No. Any of the big games, Florida, zero. I mean, literally, I don't think – I think – I think somebody. I think so. I look back tape. I think we ran one of them, one in the very like yeah. first quarter. LSU ran in no times, zero. Yeah, zero. Yeah. So in Georgia, zero. I'm like, I'm sitting there. I'm like, I'm. And somebody said, Oh, we did. No, we didn't. We ran a reverse, not the jet sweep. Yeah. It's a reverse. We yeah. ran a reverse. It it gives the offense a di- and again, I Drake. I go back here and again. My struggle is if you go back to the years of success. It, mm-hmm. That we killed it those years, and it was yeah. because I literally had to prepare for every athlete you had on the field. Yeah, and I think he thinks it's execution of the by by a, comp, a couple of compliments. And, and this is Gus's mo, uh, be it you know how we ran Trey Trey into the uh, uh, Trey Mason into the ground. He ran mm-hmm. you know all of his running backs. He runs into the ground. Peyton uh, Booby he runs them into the ground. So why have a stable of backs? Why yeah. have a stable of backs? If you're going to run one into the ground, and then when he's dead, all right, give me the next one. It, like DJ Williams. DJ Williams the next. He's going to run DJ into the ground. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so you, you're taking away – and, again, I I, I'm, I am just a get, team. Let me go on, on, on record and say I am just a Pop Warner coach. I have never <laughs> coached beyond levels of 11 years old. But <laughs> – when I do coach, man, I, I love offense. I'm an offensive line person, but I love offense, period. And mm-hmm. my objective is I want as many athletes in different positions as possible. And one of the one of those positions is typically for me, not the quarterback. Mm-hmm. I at the quarterback, I want somebody that can distribute. That's all I need you to do. Can you get the ball to the athlete? And if you can get the ball to the athlete in space and not make mistakes, and you got yeah. if you got a little bit, you can throw on. I, I can work with all that, but really, I just need to train you to distribute. And so the fact yeah. that he has athletes all over the field, dude. If I don't see a lineup across with this offense we have, with you should have either Booby Whitlow or DJ Williams right behind you. You got Seth Williams out wide. You got Anthony. You should have Anthony Schwartz in a slide. You should have Sean Shivers at the up back right there behind, like like that swing back that comes back and mm-hmm. forth. You should be able to have either JJ uh, Wilson, I think, at that tight end spot, or there's another big kid we got at that tight end spot, and then put Canella wide on the other side. Drake from mm-hmm. that formation right there. Yeah. There is no defense out there that can stop me. <laughs> yeah. Because I got jet sweeps from both sides with Shivers and Schwartz. You always got to take now your best corner and put him in a slot because you got all your fastest corner, which typically sometimes going to be your best, and put him in a slot because there is no safety in the country that can 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 step for step stay with Schwartz. So you got to take yeah. a cornerback now and put him in the slot. And now that's going to either open up Big Canelo on the outside and Seth Williams, you just got a double team. You got to put your safety on the backside of Seth Williams because he's going to catch anything that come around him. Mm-hmm. And now I can go downhill. I mean, dude, J.J. Wilson, we recruited this kid. The other uh, three games ago, I think he caught his first touchdown pass. That was only his second pass of the season to be caught. Wow. If now, you- <laughs> to – to Gus's, I guess to um, credit, 
Yeah, I guess to give him a little credit, our quarterback is playing bad. He does. He makes some very bad. He he has made some very. He has had some very off throws. He doesn't yeah, make like bad reads. Wide open. Yeah, he doesn't make bad reads. He th- typically he throws to the right person. Yeah, he's just not getting it. He's just not getting it. Like say, unlike like say, go like back back to Jeremy Johnson. Jeremy Johnson made horrible reads. Like, yeah, why did you bad. just try to throw that to that man? Has four people back there. Why did you try to make that throw? So I don't get that bonehead. Why did you throw it to that person with Bo? But, but perfect example that fourth down the swing pass, man. I mean that there's yeah. that that right there. I, and you even seen Derek Brown and our D line was like, "Are you freaking kidding me?" Mm-hmm. Like yes. What? And, but let me go. Let me ask you about this, Drake. Can you tell me though why do we have a true freshman in the running back position for that play? I don't know, man. I, I don't know. That's the stuff I don't know what Gus is thinking about. Like, like when I looked up, I was like, hold on, why was Jordan in there? Like, Jordan a beast, but that was like his first or second snap of the game. You got yeah. on the fourth down, fourth quarter, you got the freshman that's only had two snaps in the game? Like, <sighs> yeah, the, the, <laughs> the choices. Yeah. And it's funny because we talked to Tacoma. You know, he's three. We talked to him about making choices. Like, that wasn't a good choice, son. Or when we drop him off at school, make sure we make good choices today and we right. pick him up. Did you make good choices? You know, we talked to him about choices. Yep. And that's that's really what this world is about. It's about your choices. I agree. <laughs> and <laughs> it seems like that football-wise at Auburn, we're not making wise choices. Nah, man. <laughs> we, we're really not. Like you, like you talked about the package, the personnel, because we have talent. And, of course, some schools are going to have talent more than other schools and so on and so on. But overall, we have pretty doggone good talent. And that's one thing that I did. And we talked about this on the show that we created Tupperville about. They took your two stars, your one stars, your Coach three stars, up. and found the right position for them. And then they, they end up going to the league 15 years. Right. And, they were awesome college players as well. Well, other than the D line, and I mean, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna uh, pull the defense as a whole. Yeah. And we've we've had some decent running backs, you know. So, but they came in with talent. Yes, they didn't you know, develop. Back is one of those positions yeah. that either they can do it or they can't. Yeah, we didn't develop them. They they, <laughs> yeah, they came just, in talent. They can do it. Or they can't. <laughs> but our you know our quarterbacks, our wide receivers this year i will say consistently they've caught the ball but previous them, them oh, sucks will drop some balls hold on, hold on big Drake. i'm gonna know i'm gonna back you up this okay. year seth williams has consistently caught the ball oh, okay okay, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> i ain't gonna even give him all credit i mean schwartz will catch because it, it, i mean it drops in him but but yeah but what you've seen from a, it, seth williams has consistently caught the ball you're right. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. So, my frustration is, and I think what I was getting to earlier, the, the generalization of an Auburn fan is like, why are we doing that? Yeah. Because how many times have we watched the play? I'm like, why? Why? Why did, why did we huh? run that play? What was yeah, that? What, that, don't, that don't even make no sense. <laughs> so, if, if, if the average fan the average football fan, whether they're for Auburn or not Auburn, because I get texts from friends and they're like, "Why? Why did y'all run that?" Like, I don't know why we ran that. That's that's a good question. Yeah. 
Yeah. If you catch Gus, can you ask him that? That's the frustrating part about <laughs> Gus's offense. And you you look at the first half of the season, and we're putting points up, and you're like, okay, this is the Gus I know. We're running the ball. We're we're being um in in what's the word? Help me out. In innovative. Yeah, innovative offense. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're yeah, being creative innovative. plays coming up. We're yeah. running that jet. I mean, we're just doing a lot of different things where I think defense is working confused. Well, it seems like we've gotten away from that. And I know you have certain plays and a certain package you want to run against a certain team because their defense is going to get you a certain look and you think you can get this guy free and so on and so on. But it looked like in the beginning of the year that playbook was wide open. We were doing all sorts of things to get – one-on-one coverage to get our athletes out in space to get the fastest man on the team the ball and now that has just seemed like they just put all that in the toilet and flush yep, yep. Uh, that's gone all right next thing let's go back to that let's go back look it's like he playing mad no easy man i mean like, uh, he, like he he using the global playbook he ain't even trying to make new plays i mean yes yeah, I, I, I mean when i look and I, I was looking up like say statistically i mean again and when i for me Again, folks, I'm gonna go back on record. I Prentice is not Kingpin is not trying to 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 co- convince nobody he is no more than he is. I am I am a pop Warner football coach. That's all I've ever done. So, but <laughs> but you look at like I said, Seth has 48 catches this season, uh, mm-hmm. 690 yards, uh, eight touchdowns. Schwartz got 30 catches. Stove got 30. That's pretty much our trifecta right there. But I I would venture to say. Half of Schwartz and Stowe's catches are just a wide receiver screen, mm-hmm. which is which is garbage. I, I don't even. I still don't see why we throw, use that play. I, I I do not see why we use that play. I think once out of maybe fifteen shots, that play goes for more than six seven yards. I mean, it's a garbage. A, play. a lot of times, it's going for one and two. That's Sometimes right. It, it's two. a garbage play. It's a garbage play. Yeah. People know that. Will Hastings has played in ten games. He only has sixteen catches this year. Mm. Sal Canella, 6'5", 230, I think, eight catches this season. Yeah. Played in 10 games. J.J. Wilson, I was, I was mistaken, he has 12 total catches this season. That was his first touchdown. So, wow. I, I mean, it's, dog, like, and then everybody, nobody else has double digits. You got five, fours, threes, all that, you know, scattered around. Sederic Jackson, you know, Bo Jackson's nephew or whatever, don't know if he talented or not, seen him on a couple plays, two catches all season long. So when you're recruiting these cats, so here's where Matthew Hill, we talk about burners, bro. Matthew Hill was like the fifth fastest man in high school track behind Schwartz last uh mm-hmm. they're coming out of high school. This kid hadn't seen the field, man. Hadn't seen wow. the field. Ten games, three catches. So it's like <laughs> you got all like how and, and people are starting to see the stable of backs. Like say Jordan was in there. Dude, mm-hmm. Jordan don't even play. And and Harold Jordan is like Harold Jordan is six four two fifteen, like this boy a beast man. Like, yeah, but you're not you're not getting the ball in the hands of your athletes. And I think, like I say, the innovativeness was when he was finding ways to get people the football. So yeah. when you got players like JJ Wilson, uh, uh, Harold Jordan, those cats, I think about Philip Lutzenkirchen. Mm-hmm. And again, Lutz was just as much of a vital part of the success of that offense. Is being able to dump, get that ball off quick, and and like I say, folks know, hey, if you can stop DJ, I mean, if you can stop Seth Williams, you got Auburn beat from a passing standpoint because they ain't gonna pass nobody else. And if yeah. you can stop this little stupid bubble screen, 
then you good. <laughs> you good. That's all you got to do. Cornerbacks, play at home. Safeties, I need one of you playing the top 15%, <clears throat> top 15 yards of the field. I need the other one covering the back end just so no one gets behind you. That's all I got to mm-hmm. do. That's all I got to do yeah. defensively against them. So that 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 that's what cumulatively frustrates me. Georgia, that Georgia team, I see Georgia's okay. LSU is going to beat the dog snot out of Georgia. LSU is really talented. LSU and they're, and they're is good. In all faces. They are, man. I mean, the scores were close to the LSU game, but to me, the I mean, there was no contest at how LSU performed compared to. I, I mean, Georgia. It we were just that bad. We were. Georgia's a good team. We, really were. we were just that bad. It was horrible. <laughs> I agree. It was I totally horrible. agree. So, and if if we had. You know, it's our, it's, our, <laughs> it's our offense, man, because defensively, I believe, and I think you've already stated, we all have stated, we got one of the best defenses in the country. Yeah, yeah. And, and going back to the frustrating side of the offense, we know offense is going to get stopped. You're not going to score every time. But it's the three and outs. Yeah. We need to move the ball. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's the three and outs. I ain't talking about scoring a touchdown. I'm talking about getting 10 yards. Can we get 10? Yeah, we get three and outs. I mean, that, that's a killer. Uh, last year, not this season, because we have a new defensive coordinator, but last year our defensive coordinator was really big on tracking three and outs. I mean, three and outs are killer for 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 our offense, and it's an uplifter for a defense. So instead of having a turnover chain, we had a three and out chain, which I thought was a marvelous idea because really it reinforced, hey, let's, no matter what the offense would do, if they get a turnover, throw an exception, fumble, what have you, they go for it on fourth down and they get stopped. If we come out here and get this three and out, statistically, it's going to put that other offense and that defense having to come right back out, it's going to put them in the bind. Yep. And that is true because it's happened to us. Yes. Defense is playing well, three and out, they back out there. Back out. They get a stop, three and out, they back out there. Oh, they give up a, a touchdown. <laughs> three and outs matter. All- it really matters. And that's the frustrating part for me as a fan watching the offense continuously go three and out, three and out, three and out. Against Florida, Auburn, we got the our, our first possession, three and out, second possession, field goal, second possession, field goal, next possession, interception, next possession, three and out, touchdown, three and out, three and out. That's mm. in the first quarter. Second quarter, three and out, four and out, interception, five and out, Turnover on downs, interception, end of the game. Wow. <laughs> now, again, wow. what what do our defense do? Our defense is doing what other defenses are doing to us. Touchdown, fumble. They got a touchdown first play. Then we got a fumble, 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 fumble. Touchdown, turnover on downs, field goal, punt on four, four plays, four and out, punt on six plays, three and out, five and out, fumble, touchdown, punt, punt, three and outs. So yeah. our defense is playing lights out, man. They they yeah, doing what they supposed they to do, but we cannot freaking to your point. We just can't move the football at all. And so, yeah. like I say, man, um, I don't even know what the bold predictions are. I don't really care. Uh, yeah, it's like whatever, <laughs> whatever y'all want to do. I, and here here's what here's what the disappointing piece is. And everybody talk about the buyout. You know, we really don't care about the money. We'll find the money just like they uh, Florida State sent around a collection plate to fire Willie. So we we'll we'll find the money. If we want to get rid of Gus, I think we're trying to work out a, a sign and trade with Arkansas. 
um, that they can have him for for twenty seven dollars, and we'll fly him. I'm about to say, I, don't, I don't want none of them folks. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, uh, we we just we we really trying to get we trying to get three more shoulder pads and five pair of pants. If we okay, can get three shoulder pads, five a, pair of pants, a washer. Yeah, y'all give us y'all give us give us fifty dollars on this buyout. We'll fly him to you. So we got mm-hmm. Gus listed on Let's Go app. Uh, so we we try <laughs> we try to get whatever we can out of. But um uh I, I the but the sad part is I think there's a, we have a good shot. I think the Iron Bowl would be a good game, and we have a great possibility to beat them, especially with two are gone. Um, mm-hmm. Mac Jones does not scare me whatsoever. He cannot take the top off the defense. And the only thing that Bama was made me nervous again in the Iron Bowl coming up this year was the fact that Tua gonna take can take the top off. Yeah. If you ain't got a quarterback to take the top off, you I would de- with the defense we have, and the only reason why I think we got a good shot is I believe our defense will score at least two touchdowns against Bama. <laughs> Ooh, that's, a, that's, a, that's asking the defense a lot. I know, I, I know, but I think our defense, I think one of them going to be a scoop and score on a fumble. I think we're going to sack Mac Jones and uh, maybe concuss him. Uh, I think we'll scoop and score, and then we, I think we'll get a pick. I hope so. I, think, and I hope you're right. And that's the only way we're going to beat him, though. If that don't happen, we ain't winning. <laughs> I we, hope you're right. We can't score, man. We we can't score at all, man. So, anyway, like I say, put a fork in it. What I was saying with that, though, the, what's depressing about that is that would be enough for whatever reason, I think, to, that they're going to give him another year. I still think they're going to give him another year, no matter what happens. You think if he lose out, if he lose to Bama, too, you think they're going to give him another year? I do. Whew. I do. I just don't see how we can stomach it, man. <laughs> I don't see how we can stomach it, man. I really don't, man. And people talking about who you want. I got ideas. I just told y'all I'd rather sell the bus and buy the boat. Uh, I mm-hmm. looked at PJ Flex contract. It's really not that impressive. Uh, I think his buyout's only $10 million. We wasted $10 million last week alone. So <laughs> that, that, I don't think that buyout was scarce. Um, and I love how he approaches the game. Uh, I watched his, his, his team lose to Penn State. Um, and I watched him the week before. Uh, I just been very impressed. impressed. Not beat Penn State. Yeah, I'm sorry. I watched him lose to Iowa. I watched him okay, lose to yeah. Iowa. But I've been very impressed with the with the product, the football he puts on the football field. And and the fact that the talent level, we talk about coaching people up. He does you gotta remember, this man ain't recruiting top top ten football classes. Yeah. Yeah. He in Minnesota. Who dying to go to Minnesota? True <laughs> that. True that. So I love Fleck. Um and I think Fleck would love Auburn. I think the culture and who he is, I think he'd fall in love with what we had to offer. Um, mm-hmm. And in my backdoor pick, we talked about it a lot, is is the Memphis coach, uh, Mike Norvell. I think Mike would be a great uh, talent. And I think with Mike, we could keep our entire defensive staff because I don't think Mike has had enough years to build his own followers. Yeah. So I think we could keep Kevin Steele and all those cats in place, bring Mike and his, his offense. Um you know, I think we uh, th- those are the two picks I would go after, uh, yeah. and I know based on your profession, I'm not even gonna put you on that spot. You can't even talk to that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And keep all the defense staff and Big Drake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like that, man. Uh, so some of the other games, man. Last week, uh, we we had uh, like I say LSU is is rolling. I was shocked that LSU gave up so many points to Ole Miss, though. I think. I was talking to another coach about it. 
and it was an SEC coach, and they didn't get a chance to see the game because, of course, they were playing the game. Right. But I, my, my thoughts behind it was, if you really watch that first half, Ole Miss couldn't do a thing. Thirty-one to seven. A thing. <laughs> so thirty-one you put to all seven. scrubs in. Yeah, I think they start putting the scrubs in. I, I just think the level of importance and competition went down. Let's be honest. It's human nature. You up 31-7? Well, this one kind of over with. <laughs> but Ole Miss kept fighting. They kept playing. And Ole Miss does have a pretty good quarterback. Yeah. He, he can run. He is fast. People yeah. don't realize how fast that kid yeah, is. Yeah, he is quick. And, they, and you know, it's, it's a negative stigma, but they think, oh, the color of his skin, he can yeah. run. Nah, that white boy good. <laughs> he quick. He, he can run. That, that kid can play some football. So I think you had the scrubs in, and just the level of competition went down on the LSU side because, oh, the game is over with. And as we saw, once it was like, uh, no, y'all need to continue to play, they made the plays they needed to to win the game. And LA, But Joe Burrow did what he do. Always. 489 yards and five touchdowns. Um, we can go and start it now. Uh, Joe, Joe Burrow, unless something drastically happens, I think Joe Burrow is probably now the largest runaway Heisman <laughs> get her. I agree. Um, I, I mean, Jalen's still balling. I think Jalen's still in the conversation. He he's finding ways to win, but he's not being as prolific as he was at the start of the season. Um, everybody keeps talking about the Ohio State kid. I quarterback. I think the challenge there is he literally has three Heisman Trophy contenders on the same team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's him, the running back, and Chase Young, and so I think that in and of itself relegates their votes to being to being non-existent because they're going to cancel each other out. So yeah. I, I think it's a runaway race now between uh, – I think it's a runaway with Burroughs with um, with Jalen Hurts being a distant number two. I, I don't really see any other kids that I probably would even put in there um, that really has a true shot at winning it. With two will be hurt too. Yeah, uh, you know, two is done. That's an yep. unfortunate injury for him, but – the way Jalen came back, I, I agree with you. Joe, Joe, Joe Burrow is the astounding leader yep. in the in the Heisman race because of everything he's done and continue to do. But the way Jalen and them them Sooners came back against Bell, you know, I'm an underdog. That was a great game, boy. That was a great game. <laughs> and, and yeah, and my my wife was like, "I thought you were a Jalen fan." I'm like, "I, I am. I want Jalen to do well." But just my spirit, I'm a I'm an underdog guy. And Baylor had a shot to get a chance to be oh, an underdog in the playoffs. Man. Because Baylor it played up, good football, man. They was up like what, 25 at one point? Yeah, they were up to, uh, 31 to 10. Yeah, 31 to 10 at halftime. That hurt, man. That hurt. That hurt. And they went because on to not score again. If, if they, yeah, they did not score not one more time. Oh, that hurt. And, and I think, just, Big Drake, that's a testament to we've said it before. When Oklahoma locks in, Oklahoma has a pretty solid defense, too. Yeah, they do. But, but they don't they show up. In. They don't show because, up all the time. Because that first half, they couldn't stop a nose. No, nah, man. No, nah, man. Baylor was going all over the football field on them, bro. Yeah, they really were. <laughs> I mean, they was having their way with them. I mean, like, I mean, it was it, it got it was nasty. And yeah, I, I would love to see. And, and I didn't see anything. You know, we say Jalen's a winner. Um, and 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 I'll be the first to say some of it. His DNA is that, but I will say. The product of the program that Nick Saban has, it, it, I think it breeds that too. And so I yes. won't say it's all just Jalen, but I will say it is 
he was in a winning program. So I think yeah. he's carried that over. Uh, but I wonder, you know, did 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 he go to the defense at the halftime and say, "Hey, I'm finna score. Can y'all stop him?" Hey, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> did, yeah. I mean, I Please. wonder what kind of vocal leader he is. You see him on the on the sideline. I see he's an encouraging leader, but is he one of them that gets in their crap too that says, "Y'all suck right now." I'm not playing great. I suck, but y'all, <laughs> like, did that y'all happen? Y'all really suck. <laughs> yeah, y'all really suck. So I'd be interested to see kind of, you know, did did he have any kind of those conversations uh, as well? Um, and, hey, I'd be remiss to not mention there is another person that will be in New York uh, that really may be the number two as well, and that's, that's Wisconsin's uh, Taylor, uh, the running back for Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. I always Thank forget you. about Jonathan Taylor, but – uh, he he is he's he's doing some 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 just freakish stuff right now, and the uh, the running back from um, from Clemson. Oh yeah yeah yeah, Etu, uh, I call him Etu Faye. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Travis Etu Faye. Uh, now nah, yeah he is. Hey Clemson is finally. I think that that first college football rankings that came out and put them at number five. Was mm-hmm. the best thing that could have happened to Clemson, um, because I think that was the wake up call. That was the that was the locker room material that Dabo needed to get them boys in gear. That's exactly what they needed. Because what they've been doing the team since that time, <laughs> I mean that that first college football ranking came out. I think that was that after the UN the North Carolina game, uh, or was it Florida State? Nothing was after that. It was after that. So, so since North Carolina wake up as well, they beat Florida State 45-14, Louisville 45-10, BCU 59-7, Walford 59-14, NC State 55-10, Wake Forest 52-3. Mm. <laughs> They've averaged right at 55, 54 points a game since that North Carolina game. And then this week they play South, uh, next week they play South Carolina to, to end their season. Um, I, I it's at South Carolina, but I I think he gonna put sixty five yeah, on them. That's, that's not gonna matter. <laughs> he gonna put, I think he gonna <laughs> put sixty five on South Carolina. <laughs> um, we, we mentioned in the passing, bro. Give me your thoughts about about the about the Tua injury, man. Everybody been Monday morning quarterback, including myself. What what what's your yeah. thoughts on the Tua injury, man? <sighs> I don't know, man. I, I really don't know because I'm on the fence because I do see both sides of everything. Yeah. And they were in control of the game, but it's still football. You never know what could happen. And who knows how much Saban trusts the backup right now? Well, according to Nick, he said that was his last series. He just wanted – he needed him to run. They wanted to go over two-minute two offense. offense stuff. Yeah. Now, here's my challenge with that statement, Drake. Mm-hmm. He has been a starter for two years. He is – and relieved in a national championship game. Do you really think Tua needed some alt, some two-minute drill preparation? I don't. And you just came out of a tight game with LSU that you lost. Yeah. Do, do you really think? Did you really? Do you really think he needed two minute drill or preparation? Yeah. And you're up thirty five to seven. I probably yeah. would have pulled him when I went up twenty eight seven. Yeah. But I'm almost positive I would have pulled him when I hit thirty five. And and here's my other analysis. 
you to your point, I don't know how comfortable you are with the backup. My quarterback is two weeks removed from ankle surgery. I probably need to get my backup as much PT as I possibly can because at any moment I could lose my starter. Yeah. 28 nothing. All right, I'm out. I'm giving the backup the ball with a 21-point lead. Go take it home. 35 nothing. I'm sure giving the ball up. Because even if he would have pulled Jaden, like he said, that's the last series. So essentially, you were only going to give the backup the second half to play. Mm-hmm. Why not? I mean, I don't know, man. It's Monday morning quarterbacking, but I think with my quarterback two weeks, three weeks removed from ankle surgery. Now, again, it wasn't his ankle that went out, but because he was two weeks removed from ankle surgery, I don't think me up 35-7, I don't think my starter's still in that game. Well, I think the the hip injury is still a direct result of the ankle injury. And I say that because when a body parts get injured, mm. another body part compensates, compensates for that injury. True. That's now, true. you know, I've I've had, you know, I got two herniated discs in my back. I've had a meniscus tear and had to have knee surgery. Well, you I never thought and until I went to physical thera- therapy and actually could feel the strain and pull and the pain in my calf muscle, and I'm like, man, I had no idea my calf muscle was this tight and it was this hurting. And she was like, yeah, because they're compensating for your knee. <laughs> compensating for your knee because you're not walking straight as as you should. Yeah, I said, true. I'm walking with a limp. Well, your calf muscle is taking all that. Yep. My back. You think back? You don't think hamstring? That's one of the stretches I have to do every morning to loosen up my back. It's my hamstring. Yep. I have to do another stretch for my sciatic nerves. And it all ties into the back. Strengthen all the so, muscles around. <laughs> correct. So I'm not saying that the ankle is tied to the hip. But what I am saying, because he just had surgery and 100% healthy, when he fell, he fell a certain way. And to this make, is just me assuming. To make sure that ankle didn't get <laughs> to make sure he didn't fall on that ankle. Yeah. My knee's straight. I'm going to go to the knees. <laughs> and, and he don't think about that. Your body just reacts to that. Yes. Your yes. body's protecting itself. And it's saying, Correct. hey, this ankle ain't ready. My Correct. knee is good. I'm, I I didn't think about that, but I think you're absolutely right, man. I, I mean, I think that's a great assessment. Whether we're right yes. or not, we don't know. But, again, I, I think I think you're, I think it's a great assessment, man. And what, what pains me. Because who comes back? I mean, think about it. It's a high ankle sprain. We've had kids at our school and like just like everywhere else who, and, who's had high ankle sprain. It take you down for a month and some change. Big Drake, I'm going to go beyond y'all pay grade. We had people in the NFL that's out four to six weeks. You're right. <laughs> they got the best doctor's right. money can buy. You're right. This kid played in, what, 14 days? <laughs> like 13 days. He was yeah, back. Yeah, so playing against the number one team in the country, <laughs> they rushed it. Now, I know they have this so-called this world class surgery, yeah, rubber band that, surgery. But that, that, that kid wasn't one hundred percent bad. Nah, man. And and this goes back to me last year. You know, we had if you go back and had the conversation me and you had. He this was the same thing last year. Is I felt like Nick had him playing, and you could see that kid was one hundred percent. And he was mm-hmm. playing in games that was garbage. Like, if your backup yeah. can't beat Mississippi State, <laughs> you need a new backup. 
Like you need a new backup, bro. Like this is Alabama we talking about. Your backup can't beat Mississippi State. Yeah. I understood him coming back for LSU. I understood that. Hey, the competitor in that kid, you was not for to keep him off the football field. Yeah. I understood that. But after that, bro, give him the next two weeks off. Like literally, you are playing garbage the next two weeks. He would have yeah. played LSU. And then Auburn, y'all finna catch it. Cause he finna be well rested. He finna go. Yeah. He finna get super juice. He man, Auburn would have caught it. I would have made him have 700 yards against Auburn. Cause he would have been it'd been the first time he played football since practice. Okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know I mean, yeah. I wouldn't have let him touch the field, man. But again, as Monday morning quarterback, I have only coached Pop Warner football. I just always want to reflect that. <laughs> I've only coached <laughs> Pop Warner football. But I would not have had that kid. I mean, so and what what hurts me is when I saw it. What hurt me is the his family. He he was the he was he was establishing the new legacy for his entire family. Yeah, I mean, they all came here. Like he was the and and to see his career be jeopardized for that. Yeah. Was yeah. what really, what really kind of angered me. I think the most was that his career was in jeopardy, and, and I think, I think, I think Nick has to take some accountability for that piece. I know his objective is he's paid to win football games as Alabama for the Alabama Crimson Tide. Yeah, but you, you, I don't know, man. Players sometimes have to transcend. You know, thirty-five nothing. You got the the projected number one pick still in the game, that's two to two to three weeks removed from surgery. Yeah, is that what's best for him in his family in his career? That 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 was the that was the discussion I struggled with. And I agree with that. Everything that we've discussed, I agree with. <laughs> yes. I, I, I agree with. Well, I, I say I agree with, but but going back after. What I talked about as far as the injury and another body part trying to overcompensate, he shouldn't have been out there, period. No. He shouldn't have been out there. <laughs> Your backup he beat Mississippi State. If Mac Jones can't beat Mississippi State, why is Mac Jones on your team? That's all I'm saying. You are and Alabama. <laughs> we know Mac Jones can play because he wouldn't be at he Alabama. He wouldn't be at Alabama. Could. Yeah. Bruh, go and let baby Tua knock him off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> True that. Don't yeah. let baby Tua knock him off. Th- today, if I don't see baby Tua, Nick, what you doing, bro? <laughs> now again, Mac Jones went in, and Mac Jones did not sc- did not lead them. He led them on one field goal. I don't know mm-hmm. that Mac Jones has led them on a scoring drive this season. I'd have to do a yeah. little bit of digging. Um, but but again, you know that what what you got him on then? Put somebody else out there, man. So yeah. Um, that was a great slate of games all around, man. We talked about that Oklahoma-Baylor game, uh, the big matchup uh, today. We actually taped it on Saturday, y'all, so this is going to go up. So y'all will hear this a little later. But we uh, the big the the Penn State-Ohio State matchup, Ohio State is is popping on all cylinders. Um, so so I got to ask, uh, one, do you, who, who you think going to take that Penn State-Ohio State game today? Ohio State, easy. Is it going to be a blowout? I think it has high potential to be a blog, yes. <laughs> it's, it's like Oklahoma has pretty much a prolific offense, but they defense lagging at times. 
Yep. Ohio State. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> they trail on both sides. Ohio State, along with LSU. Well, LSU uh, sometimes they secondary can be a little iffy. But they got athletes that over that overcompensate. Yes. Yeah. But Ohio State, just as far as a team, and they got that predator at defensive end back. Ooh. He ready to hunt and ready to eat. He may have six sacks today. So at every position, I don't see a weakness. Justin Fields at quarterback, thirty-one passing touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty doggone impressive. Now that's yeah. the kid that was back backing up from at Georgia and wasn't seeing the field at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they got the quarterback. They have the running back. They got the wide receivers. They got the offensive line. Mm, that sounds pretty much like the entire offense. So they got. We just we just mentioned the predator at the end, and he gonna have. Like you say, 18 sacks. Yeah. So there's D-line, there's linebackers, there's secondary. To me, and I, I, I love LSU, and I talked about how, how much I root for LSU as long as they're not playing Auburn. Ohio State just looks like the most complete team out there. And you talked about fields. That, that's that's completing 69% of his passes, 31 touchdowns. I didn't know there's only one pick. Oh, oh. So, so it, it goes back to what we talked to Chacoma about. He's making good choices. He's making good choices. This boy completes sixty nine percent of his passes, thirty one touchdowns, and only one pick. I didn't know he only had one pick. Yeah. <laughs> and throw on top of that another three hundred seventy seven yards rushing and ten touchdowns yeah. rushing. Uh, J.K. Dobbins twelve hundred uh, eighty nine yards rushing, thirteen touchdowns. Receivers, I mean, again, he's just chunking it all over the field. Um, yeah. I, I'm with you, man. It, this is a tough. I mean, this 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 team is dangerous. I mean, it is it is. They are freakishly good, um, and talented, and yeah. It, it's yeah. so. All right, so that goes to my the, the other question I was going to ask you. So, seeing has if everything plays out today as we as you just alluded to, and Ohio State dust these boys. They only got I think Minnesota. They only got Michigan left, right? And then the championship. So you got Penn State Day, they got Michigan next week, which should be a blowout as well. Mm-hmm. Um, do you foresee – so would you put – who's your number one team? Let me just put it like that. Who's your number Ohio one team? State. Ohio State's Ohio your State. number one team. Yes. Is that before yes. today or after today? That's before today and here on out. Okay. Unless they, of course, unless they lose. <laughs> now, before today, LSU is still mine based on uh, mission accomplished to date. I don't think Ohio State has the resume up to today that LSU has. If Ohio State uh, beat the dogs through out of Penn State, then they'll take the take the banner for me because LSU has had a far stronger schedule to have to navigate mm-hmm. through to get mm-hmm. here uh, and still have been prolific at how they've scored. Um, but I'm with you if 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 Ohio State ends the ends the ends the year this regular season. Uh, dogs do beating everybody. Then, then I, I, I'm with you. I probably would would, would put them in that number one spot uh, mm-hmm. going into the college. So, your, so your top four right now. Who's your top four? Ohio State. All right. LSU. All right. Clemson. All right. Who got that fourth spot? I don't know <laughs> because I can see Georgia. I, I just think Georgia's. Georgia's loss is a bad loss. Yeah, that South Carolina loss. Yeah, was it's a bad. bad loss. 
<clears throat> here's my challenge when I talk about it. I get. I mean, we can do it for today, but I know they got the L coming up <laughs> in the SEC championship. I mean, again, mm-hmm. I, well, I gonna, I'm not going to put it out there. I'm just saying I know that'll take care of itself. For for those out, out of those two teams, I I just gotta let the SEC championship play out. Correct, correct, correct. Because no matter, because if they lose, they're out. Period. If they win, SEC gonna get two teams in. Yeah, so they I might mean, get three teams in. They might <laughs> throw Bama in there. You know, people love Bama now. Uh, they, they like, this year Bama. we decided to do five teams. Yeah, we gotta leave Alabama in here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I think so, again, I think I think if the committee is doing what they're supposed to. The SEC championship determines if the SEC gets two teams or one. I believe that. Yeah. <clears throat> and then, so if if that does play out, and LSU knocks off Georgia, and you got, and just say for instance, Bama does beat Auburn, mm-hmm. you'll have a one-loss Bama team that did not make it to the SEC championship. Mm-hmm. If Oregon takes care of business, you'll have a one-loss Oregon team that's the Pac-12 champion, mm-hmm. and if if well, that'll be yeah. If everything plays out, that's really the only thing you get. Oh no, no, no! And if Oklahoma takes care of business, you'll have a one-loss Oklahoma team, and does and the Big Ten has a championship too that wins the conference championship. So you have a Pac-12 champion with one loss, a Big Ten champion with one loss, and you have Alabama, who gets the fourth spot. I don't know, man. That's really what this comes down to. <laughs> yeah. If Alabama, if Auburn I, beats Alabama, I think that knocks them out the, out the picture, you know. Yes, 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 yes. But, but if not, it comes down, you know, it, it really comes down to who, you know, do does does Alabama really have that much favor? I think with as they much, do. I think with as much <laughs> conversation has been had over the years, um. With the much conversations we had all all the years, I think it's hard. They're going to be hard pressed to keep out two conference champions with one the same record as Alabama. Though I agree, I think the mounting pressure from everybody else in college football would be enormous uh, to keep them out. But you still got to pick between Oregon and Oklahoma. Hmm. I. I would. I... <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm, gonna give, I'm gonna give it to Oregon. You going I'll with Oregon? Oregon I put Oregon in there. <sighs> if Oregon and Oklahoma played, who you think will win? Because of Oklahoma's inability to really play consistent defense, I would think Oregon will win. Okay. You disagree. I think because of their inconsistency on defense, it would be a tight game that would come down to who could win the game. Mm -hmm. And I think I have more confidence in Jalen Hurts being able to to lead his team to victory than Mm -hmm. than um, uh, Herb Street. (laughs) His name is Herb Street. I know, (laughs) but but then the Oregon quarterback. Yeah. I think I think I think Jalen becomes the X factor to me. Mm-hmm. Oregon, I didn't. Oregon's defense was okay against Auburn, but again, gauging against Auburn is a tough gauge because our offense is suspect. It really is. 
So you can't. It's hard for me to gauge. Um, um, uh, how, how many points have they given up? That's what I was going to um, pull on up. Average this year. All right. So they beat after Auburn. They beat Nevada seventy-seven six. <laughs> they played. They played Montana. They beat Stanford twenty-one six. Cal seventeen seven. Colorado forty-one three. Washington is the only ranked opponent they played other than Auburn, and mm-hmm. it was thirty-five thirty-one. Mm. Washington State was 37-35. USC mm. was 56-24. Arizona was 34-6. And they still they don't play no ranked opponent to end the season. They got Arizona State and Oregon State to end the season. Mm-hmm. Now Oklahoma, let's pull they let me let's let me, let me hit they hit us. I think they schedule has been a little bit tougher. Yeah. Um Oklahoma uh well no no well yeah okay so Oklahoma had Houston start the season they play UCLA 48-14 Texas Tech 55-16 Kansas 45-20 Texas 24 uh 34-27 West Virginia 52-14 Kansas State they lost which was 48-41 mm-hmm. uh Iowa State 42-41 and Baylor 34-31 they give them, that defense giving up some points now. That defense giving up some points. Golly. So I'm still going to stick with my original. You're going to stick with yours. All right. Well, I'll say this. Oklahoma finishes out the season with TCU and Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. And, I, which, uh, and if they – in the championship game, I think I think Big 12 sees number one and two. Uh, so they'll have – They don't go off of uh... – They don't have – I don't see that they have divisions. I'm looking. Okay. I'm pulling it up to to validate that, um, but I, I think I think they may play one and two. Yeah, bro. I think I think they play they conference. I think they play one and two. That's, that's very interesting. So I think in the championship it'll be Oklahoma versus Baylor again. I'd like to see that again. Yeah. And let's not mistake. I'm, I'm gonna jump back a little bit when you were talking about coaches. Matt Rule ain't no bad coach either. Matt, Matt is doing a great job at Baylor. I just don't think he's had enough documented success yet. Well, he was at Temple in one. How you think he got that Baylor job? He was at Temple? Yes, Temple and was winning. Wow. Okay. Well, yeah. I guess it – yeah. No. I, I'm, and so you know one of these SEC jobs can come after him. And if they don't, they're a fool. That's right. You see, I like Matt Rule, and I like P.J. Flett, and I like them because they didn't get the treatment that Saban assistants get. Yes. You mean your first head job. You know, let's be real. A lot of black head coaches, they have to go somewhere and win that it's almost impossible to win before they get a head coach job. The head coach at Nevada, he's a black young man. Well, he's not a young man. He's an older man. And I, I read an article on him. Just talked about how tough it was for him to get a shot. They were, um, the, the and he he's been in the NFL. He's been at major programs. He's won a national championship as a, as an assistant. And every time he would interview for a job, they were hiring thirty one year old white guys. Yeah, let's just call it what it is. Yeah. who didn't? Then they didn't have the resume that he had. But to say all that, PJ Fleck and Matt Rule have had to go places and win. They they kind of just didn't have the torch handed to them. They had they had to, go, you know, they had put their work in. I mean, Temple, 
Temple. Temple. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. Temple. I don't know anybody ever came out. Temple basketball, maybe, but I ain't never know yeah. nobody come out of Temple. I ain't never had a football Temple. team. Yeah, it's like Temple. <laughs> so if you can win at Temple, you go to Baylor after the fiasco. Not now. I will say, um, and we we talked about him. What's his name? The the old head coach um, at Baylor who got oh, fired. Oh yeah, Art Browse. Browse. He had that thing rolling. He did. Now, uh, and people may not realize, uh, Baylor is a really, really small school. Yeah, in Waco, got, Waco, Texas. They got like 5,000 students. Yeah. Waco's, Waco's known for David Koresh. I mean, yeah. when, I mean that's that's what you know Waco from. Yeah. <laughs> so after that whole debacle of him letting all that debauchery go on in his program, <laughs> so, they, you know, they had to take a couple lumps. So Matt Rue's first year, they went one and eleven. That next year, if I'm not mistaken, help me out, give or take, they went like seven and six. Yeah. Now this year, that's a pretty quick turnaround. That is to turn them back around to being able to be solid and successful. And if, if they could muster one touchdown in that second half of Oklahoma, they would be undefeated. Still. Yes. Yeah. Still. No, I'm, I'm with you, brother. I, 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 and and when you watch them play, he has some amazing receivers, man. I, I told mm-hmm. somebody, I said, boy, them, them boys can catch a blessing in hell. I mean, that's that's mm-hmm. not them boys is. I mean, they them hands is gifted, um, yes. and, and they go up to catch the football. They don't yeah. they, ain't no throwing in my chest. They going up to get the football, um, and, and they. I mean, again, they just play. I just I, I like the bravado that his team plays with, the confidence that he plays. And that's what I love about PJ. And and, and like I said, Rule is the same way. His team plays as if we know we the underdogs, but but my mama didn't raise no dog. So yeah. I'm coming to get at you. <laughs> I don't care who you is or what your name is, I come to get at you. Yes. And that's how they take the football field. So I, I, I'm with you, man. I, and I think they're going to throw a lot. People are going to throw a lot of money at him. I think he, he – I I know I've heard uh, him, uh, P.J. Fleck, and some one other name is on Florida State's list, um, I guess, with Deion Sanders, without Deion Sanders. I don't know. Uh, but <laughs> but I, I think those two cats are on there. Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer is the number one choice for Florida State, what I've heard. Um I don't know if he'd even consider that, but but I heard that Urban Meyer is that number one pick. Uh, also, he's the number one pick for USC, so so it's been told. Um, mm. But I think P.J. Fleck and, and Rule are two people that will be, um, which they're at major programs now, just not major programs that, I mean, and I think it really comes down to, for some of these coaches, what does your legacy mean? What, I mean, what, what, is, what, what defines your legacy? Because I thought I was shocked to hear people talking about um, Franklin being considered for other jobs. I'm like, why would Franklin ever leave, though? Yeah, I mean, he he's at a – He's at home. Pretty, yeah. I mean. <laughs> like, he's from there. <laughs> like, he's at home. And, and talk about resurrecting the program. I mean, you know, our brows come back from football players, uh, you know, uh, getting prostitutes and raping chicks. Penn State coming back from an old man playing with little boys. Like I, 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 I think I think I don't think there's much lower. You, the common denominator is sex. That's right. I, said, I don't think there's much lower. Penn State could have went. I think they trumped everybody, 
and, and then they went three years with a, with another coach that you know just didn't O'Brien that had I mean again it was too far to bring it back and what he what Franklin has been able to resurrect that too to hear people say you know that there were better programs or offers out there I'm like what I mean like you know like what would you I mean like what would you unlike Dabo for several years Dabo I mean his program was never a household name but Penn State has that level of you know notoriety yeah um I, like I, said, I just don't know what, frankly, why he would ever leave. I, I don't see him leaving. No. So I think that was just wishful thinking on the part of Flow State uh, boosters, uh, thinking that they could drum up some friction so they could get them a coach. Because uh, I don't know that they're committed to to, to keeping De- to being Deion Sanders' uh, new yeah. sounding boys. <laughs> so, Big Drake, we got to talk a little bit about uh, uh, the NFL, man. Uh, I want to give the people a little bit of commentary before we get off here today. Uh, one. Again, top five quarterbacks in the NFL are all minorities. Um, people may – people can take that however you want to take it, the fact that I'm bringing it up. But I just want to make sure – the reason why I bring that up is for years, for ye- decades, um, we have been told that we were not intelligent enough to play the position at that level of football. Mm-hmm. And we have five transcendent talents that are excelling at the highest level of football uh, and doing it very, very well. Uh, And one of them is my quarterback, and yet we still suck. We still mediocre right now. I don't understand this. Uh, I don't understand it either, man. (laughs) That people talk, I'm like, Dak is playing lights out. Dak is balling. He is. Dak averaging three three hundred fifty yards a game. I mean, he money, is, money, money, money. I mean, he, he is. He is. He is rewriting that money. check. I said this at the start of the year. The worst mistake Jerry Jones ever made was not giving that boy that extension this summer. Yeah, it's, it's gonna, gonna cost. It's him. really gonna cost him. It's gonna, He's cost gonna have him. to make him the highest play, paid player in football. Oh yeah, man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Off the top, off the rip, and then the fact that the two cats that did get paid over the summer. How they've regressed and performed. Mm-hmm. See, you should have paid him, paid him right there in line with them. You had markers there, but like, hey, they were these two picks. One of us went to the Super Bowl. I'll pay you what they got, and that would have been a steal because what you finna have to cut that check for now. Yeah, that check finna get deep. You might as well go and sell him the upper upper left side of the dome. <laughs> <laughs> We gonna sell Dak flow three and four. <laughs> that's, that's how much you finna have to pay. Uh, so I just wanted to put that out there. Uh, Lamar Jackson, for me, mm. I, well, I was almost gonna say that there's a number one and number two for high for MVP, and I think everybody else is a distant third, fourth, and fifth. Yeah, uh, and that's Russell, Russell Wilson, and Lamar Jackson. Correct, I agree. But Lamar. Drake, he looks like you're playing Madden. Yeah. Against NFL guys. Against NFL. So so my first question is, I nobody can say they anticipated. I anticipate I was I was hopeful that he could be he could develop to being a strong, solid quarterback because the skill set he had we hadn't seen since Michael Vick. Mm-hmm. I can't say I expected it to come this fast. But my second question would be can are we just seeing the tip of the iceberg or 
or should we just live in the moment and not should we temper our expectations enjoy what we're being blessed to see but not let's not let's not go start saying this man is rewriting everything and and expect you know ast- astronomical stuff from this point forward well, you know the saying goes: your ve- your best ability is your availability. That's right, and that's the thing that we've we've somewhat seen it before, somewhat. But will he be able to sustain his health? Yeah, his ability is going to be there. He's going to be able to run and throw and do all the dynamic things that he has been doing. But the consistency will only come with his health. Not his ability. That's right. So the best ability is his availability. That's also all I'm hoping because when when Cam did it a couple years ago and he was the league MVP, it was like, oh my goodness, how can anybody stop him? Right. Well, you know, he got punched in the mouth a couple times and that stopped him. Yeah, you punch him in the uh, punch him under his foot apparently. Yeah, <laughs> in his knees. In his yeah. So I mean, there's ways to stop him. That's the only thing with Lamar. I just hope the young man can stay healthy. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, man. Um, it, 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 is, it is amazing to watch uh, right now because, again, he is a transcendent talent. We knew that. Um, and he, like I said, he's a, in, in the, the – I, I mean, he's they've beaten the – I mean, to me, they're clear-cut favorite right now. I mean, they're and, – and I heard somebody say this, and I, I didn't think about that, <clears throat> but wondering, has Baltimore Ravens peaked too early? Have, have they peaked too early? Uh, and you think back to like the Cam Newton, that Panthers team that year, um, mm-hmm. that 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 the undefeated team uh, for the Patriots. You know, did they peak too early uh, and didn't have enough to sustain? Because we still got a lot of football left to play. I, I just want to remind folks: it is November. Uh, the Super Bowl is in February. <laughs> well, you know, to 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 rebuttal that, man, you got to win the games you can win. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The- Nothing's guaranteed, and you got to play. You got to excel. You know, you want to continue to get better. But if if an opportunity to win and win big is on the table, you better take it because take it. the NFL also stands for what, Kingpin? Not for long, baby. Not for long. <laughs> <laughs> Not for long. You got to cash them checks. Got to cash them checks right in the account, man. <laughs> because I mean, and, and this is what makes the Patriots so great because they've sustain. been able to sustain this success over a long, long period of time. That's not normal. That's why they're calling Bill Belichick the best coach ever. Yeah, yeah. That's not normal. No. So you better win while you can. You better get it while the getting's good. Because the Patriots been on top. Is this like 12, 14 years now, man? It's something. Yeah, it's something I mean, it's ridiculous. ridiculous. <laughs> so, I mean, so, you and I were in college when they went, when they, went, when they, when they won their first yeah, Super Bowl. Golly, boy. And now we're out and we both got kids. You got three, I got two. <laughs> that's crazy. That's crazy, yeah. man. So now, nah, so like I said, everybody, L- Lamar is playing lights out. I love this hardball. I hate the other one. I love this one. Um, <laughs> and, and, but but what we're seeing right now is what me and you have talked about forever about why we love this hardball though. Yes, it's because this hardball is no, is not so sold on himself. He yeah. is so sold on his ability to put people in position to be successful. And I think he's done that time and time. And I think this hardball does not get the credit he deserves for the type of coach he is. Yes. He found pieces. He put pieces together. I'm like, now we straight. We good. 
Even some of the misfit toys he's put to place. Mark Ingram, yeah. he pulled in. Mark was doing okay, but I think Mark has really fit in with this team. No, no, Mark was, Mark was killing it with the Saints. We had to let see him go. Uh, yeah, well, I said he was doing good over there. He's doing good. But I think I think he fit well. But I think, to me, the 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 work mentality of this team is, is similar to the Saints, too, though. I think because they're that garbage, they're that lunch pail type team. You know what I'm saying? I bring my yeah. lunch bucket to work every single day. I put my hard hat, and my boots on, and we go to work. Yeah. And I think that's what that's what his team is doing. Uh, and so I and I saw that clip that showed said uh, the Heisman backfield when they had uh, Robert Griffin the third was in the backfield, uh, Lamar and uh, and uh, Mark Ingram. Ingram. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. That that's just again. That I think that's the type of coach Harbaugh is, though. How much you think it take Harbaugh to come to Auburn? You think that am I am I reaching? Uh, I'm reaching. You, you can get that about your head. I'm, right oh, I'm now. reaching. I'm reaching. Okay. All right. I just wanted to ask the you, question. You can get that about your head, right? <laughs> Had to ask the I question. Ever <laughs> Had to ask the question. Had to. All right. So NFL's doing well. Uh, Big Drake got in the segment that we've been positive. We've had all our great stuff on the front end, and and we would be remiss not to be being who we are to mm-hmm. not talk about the Miles Garrett incident that occurred um, yeah. with with Mason Rudolph. Uh, so let let me ask. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask it like this. Give me your initial impression and thoughts the day after. Before anybody else got to talk about it, just on you seeing it. Seeing that, knowing just that, without anybody else commentary first, what was your initial thoughts? If I'm being honest, yeah, I think over, everybody was overreacting. You thought everybody was overreacting? I did, man. Now, what he did was 100% wrong, right? But you know, I, I I saw it and I'm like, okay, he shouldn't do that. Yeah, he need to get kicked out the kicked out the game. What, what, then, what did you think the suspension should have been? Should you think it should have been suspended when you seen it initially? I think the the suspension is good. I, I do think it needs to be the rest of the season. That when I saw it, I said he should be kicked out of the game. He shouldn't play no more this season. Yeah, he, I, I think he shouldn't play. Yep. But but my reaction, I mean, my reaction to it. To to saying that it's overreacted, how everybody was talking about they need to file charges. Yeah, that, I'm... like come on, man, and and so I'm, I'm trying to. Don't, I want to make sure I say it right. Don't say it, what I feel. Don't say because, it though. Just because you know everybody have different backgrounds, and, I, right. and, and it's well documented. I talk. I end up talking about it every doggone show about my my former career. But I've seen so much violence and so much nastiness on that side of the career. So one of our last games that we lost, one you know, somebody said something to me like, Man, you you act like you don't care. I'm like, no, I, I extremely care about losing this game. But I've you know, it, and unless you've had to make a death notification to somebody who has no idea that their loved one is dead. It's a game. It's just football. It is. You know what I mean? Is, so this, this this is just football. And just to hear, oh, he should be arrested. He should have charges put on him. I, I it, once the helmet came off, it should have stopped there. Uh, he, he did stop until Mason came charging after him. And I'm not yeah. saying he was charging after him like he was in fear of his life. And I'm not saying none of that. But he, he charged up. up. He charged after him like we still we the fight ain't over. 
Yeah, <laughs> the, the, uh, the offensive lineman of that, he's still coming at me. I, I mean, I bet he know not to do that again. I tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and second of all, there's a fight. I don't know, not one time, and I've never played professional football. I, I've played more football than most, than your average walking American. I don't know when a helmet comes off and everybody says, oh, that's it now. The helmet came hey, oh, off. Oh, y'all stop. Y'all stop. Hold on. Stop. I Tell, Give me the definition of a fair fight. There, there, is, like, there is one time when that happens, Big Drake. And, and and that's in the ring when when people are got the same gloves and all that. No, stuff. no. One time when that happens in football is when you're coaching five and six year olds. That's the only time I've nah, ever seen yeah. that. Five and six year olds, all the refs and the coaches jump in and stop so nobody get hurt. From that yeah. uh, that from that level on, after that, it'll never happen again. <laughs> like so, I I don't understand this. Like if I'm fighting somebody, if I got something in my hand, I'm gonna use it because we're fighting. Anybody that entered the ring with a, the 22 to 21 to 24-year-old Mike Tyson was in an unfair fight. Yes. Nobody had what he had. Nobody. There was Correct. no person that was bodies left from that point forward because nobody had what he had. Correct. <laughs> like, Correct. I got fists, but I don't have those fists. And those fists right there are the greatest fists ever created. I don't have those. Correct. <laughs> so it's always and an unfair fight. So I, I I just you know this is a brotherhood like brothers fight yeah and when and when brothers fight at that moment is heated and they're trying to kick the crap out of each other then once you know tempers calm down and the flame has been diffused hey man I'm sorry you know all that but in the middle of a fight I I, I just don't understand where his helmet came off because we're still talking about humans like we talked about preachers and pastors and so forth that they're just I mean we're talking about human and and my wife she rode on patrol with me one time and she saw me having to, to get physical with somebody then I got back in the car I'm like, hey you ready to go get some meat and she's like how can you do that I'm like well I've been trained to do that it's my job, it's my job to do that <laughs> it's my job to be able to get real intense when I need to then bring it right back down yeah but we're talking about football players and I'm not perfect. Nobody's perfect. You're in a fight now. Football players are taught, hey, give it all you got. Once you hear the whistle blow, you stop. Well, they're fighting now. The whistle blew a long time ago. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're fighting. The whistle and, blew when Mason Rudolph was on the ground trying to snatch his helmet off. Yeah, they're fighting now. So He's no longer playing I, the game. I, another thing I disagree with, because I'm pretty sure somebody might hear this and like, Drake then lost his mind or whatever. Ugh. Why hadn't Mason been fined? He Why fine. didn't he get suspended for a game? Nope. His his his. I hate to say this, Big Drake. The only people that got suspended were the black people that were part of the fight. Yeah. And one of the black people here that's that's connected to the white guy, his suspended got reduced. Yeah. So yeah. I in the, so when the NFL decided to uphold it, which I again I disagree with the indefinite. He should be suspended for the rest of the season. He, yes, need to, yes. he don't need to sit down and talk to y'all. He ain't need to ask for forgiveness. He don't need to do none of that crap. His suspension is for the rest of the games. That cost him yes. money, and it costs his performance, and he take away something he loves. That's yes. it. Punishment over. But then Pouncey, again, you telling me 
I got so you talking about and, and somebody said this the teeny weeny little quarterback. Bull crap. That quarterback six three, six four, two thirty. He ain't no teeny weeny, and this is football. He a man, he a man like I'm a man. He was a man trying to just he teeny weeny because he couldn't pull snatch my helmet off like he tried to. So when he snatched the helmet, what if when Mason would have snatched the helmet, he would have snatched and broke what's called his nose as the as as the chin guard came across his nose? Where would we mm-hmm. be then? Would he been immediately kicked out of the game and suspended for the rest of the season? Because he used a portion of that helmet as a weapon. Or what if when he was snatching it, that his chin guard went under, under his throat and he choked him while trying to snatch it off? Is that yeah. a weapon? Is that a criminal offense? Because that's, I mean, that's that's what we're talking about. You know what I'm saying? So I'm with you. all that crap. And then the, this, this lineman comes in and attacks and says, I'm sticking up for my quarterback, has no right, don't care about what was said, and you reduce his suspension from four to two. He was fighting like everybody yeah. else. And now yeah. here's the other piece. But you upheld the other Browns uh, player that came in and pushed Rudolph in the back. So the dude that was in between the fight, Pouncey, gets his reduced. The dude that just came in supporting the fight, his teammate too, that pushes Rudolph, gets his suspension up here. Like to me, now I, I, I think that dude should have got suspended because he I ran. Was... No, I'm good with the suspension. I'm here is where I am, Drake. I mm-hmm. was good with all of the suspensions. I think Miles should have been a year. I mean, for the rest of the season, not 16 games. This bullcrap people talking. Now nah, yeah. forget that. The rest of the season, he should not be able to play. I think Pouncey should have stuck at four games. The dude that pushed him should have stuck and been suspended. And I think Mason Rudolph should have got a game or two. Cause he inst- I he, think he should at least got two. He he instituted the fight. He was trying to snatch somebody's helmet off. He was trying very viciously. Even once the whistle blew, the fight wasn't over for him. He still was hell-bent at whatever it take getting to, to Miles Garrett and trying to do it. And then he got done up when he got to him. Yes. Again, I <laughs> – I ain't got no – it's kind of like – so we get – we out on the street, Big Drake. You get your – you get your – your mouth get bigger than your behind. You mm-hmm. end up – you jaw-japping. I turn around, DDT, you on the concrete, now I'm wrong. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, hold on. Let me go – let me step – let me back up. Let me add that scenario because just you jaw-jacking, that, that is what it is. You jaw-jacking and then you holler off and hit me. Yeah. And then I DDT you on the street. Now I'm wrong? Yeah. You should have never put your hands on me. You ain't know who you was putting your hands on. When you put your hands on me, all bets off. <laughs> but not not only do I jaw jack you, I mean, not only do you DDT me, but you pull out a weapon to DDT. Yeah. You know, I, I, I shouldn't have started the fight. Yeah. Yeah. So it is what it is. <laughs> Again, I, I the double standard in society. Yes. Because... People were saying about the dude that killed a black dude in Florida, stand your ground. Now, I know I've, I've jumped way far from killing somebody to, to football, but you'll talk about people's ability to shoot or do whatever for staying your ground or somebody uh, that nobody has a right to put their hands on you and stuff like that. And then in sports like this, we'll go there. But here's where I want to flip it because I did say that. And I, I, I don't want to make everything racial, but I also don't want you to be I don't want you to be ignorant to the fact that race is a part of the discussion. Because I am reminded of a player in basketball by the name, uh, oh, and I forgot his name, 
was the white kid from Duke that kept running up under people when they were in the air? Oh yeah. Um, oh, I. I they it wasn't Mason. Um, game, yeah. But anyway, he's he's, current, in, right he's in the league. Was with Utah and been traded to Memphis. Still bowling. So you talk about a brotherhood in sports. You had a kid that did it consistently enough to be suspended at least twice in college. Intentionally trying to hurt people. Intentionally trying to hurt people. Take their livelihood. And there was never the the flames, there was slight discussions, but never the uproar of making sure we get hit this type of behavior out of the sport. But 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 that's what you're gonna say against Miles. Mm-hmm. Again, don't be confused that for many people, it still was the big black boogeyman against the little white, the innocent white person. Yeah, yeah. Don't get it twisted. Don't I mean, get it I, twisted. I, I, I just find it very <laughs> interesting how you've already said it. All the black people got everything suspended. up here. Yep. The, the white person didn't. The I white mean, dude that started to fight. Did he even get kicked out of the game? Oh, that was the end of the game. Okay, they ended. Uh, yeah, they some, oh, yeah, you're right. Okay, that's the last play. So, again, all the black people got, got suspensions. The white dude that started the fight did not. Yeah. <laughs> the dude that ran in and pushed him in the back didn't. But the white dude that started the fight by trying to snatch somebody's helmet off did not. Because yeah. you, you was getting your butt whooped. That's, that's, that's yeah. the challenge I have for him. And so, and hey, I'm in my zone already. So go on, put put your two cents in on Kaepernick, brother. <laughs> in the ish, incident, so last week we had Colin. Um, we had leading uh, up. We had the NFL said, yeah. "Hey, we're gonna do a do a workout for you off the top all week long." I said, "This is this is a circus. It's this a, is yes, yeah, this is a publicity I, I stunt." A the the NFL. This is not them coming to their senses. And then week of, day of, Colin says, we didn't agree with the, the the liability contract, so we moved the venue. And then he goes on. Um, I think you've probably seen all this. He comes out in a Kuta Kente shirt. Uh, <laughs> and, then, and then he throws, has a really good for – the, for the football side, has a really strong workout for just football. Mm-hmm. But then does about a 94, five-second interview that says the NFL need to stop running. I've been ready. I'm going to stay ready. I ain't got to get ready. Y'all stop being punks and come sign me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's your take, bro? <laughs> I, I, I think it was all a setup to get him to sign this waiver to prove that, hey, we gave you a chance. There's no collusion. Just to save face and to – Make sure they don't get a lawsuit later on. To cover the court. Yep. That's what. Yeah. That's, that's all I think it thought it was. So what about his response and how he chose to handle it? I agree with it. I mean, see, we we can't be mad at people for being honest about their feelings. We can't see that. And that's the thing. That's one of my things that drive me sometimes. We can't tell people how to feel. Right. Yeah, we can't tell people how to feel, and. So now we're mad that he saw the writing on the wall, chose to take a different route, and then called the writing on the wall out as he saw it. So now that's that's wrong? Talk to me, Keith. <sighs> All right, so here, here's, here, here was my dialogue on this. 
I said this. I said, I can never tell somebody they're right or wrong with how they choose to handle a situation. So Mm -hmm. how he handled it, is it wrong? No. How he chose to handle it was not wrong. However, here's what I say. I think, and again, I I was not in the situation, couldn't have been in. Here, I I would have liked to have seen him handle the situation differently. Here's my hypothesis of how I think he should have handled this. I think Mm you're right. Everything up to it, it was a setup. You had to call the setup out. I had no problems with any of the stuff up to, you know, change of venues, none of that. I had no problems with that. If you're very strategic and got the right team around you, to be able to flip this thing, here's what you could have done. Now, again, folks, I'm an engineer, and I've only coached Pop Warner football. <laughs> I'm going to speak as if I'm an expert, but I am an engineer that has only coached Pop Warner football. <laughs> Didn't want March with Dr. King or nothing. But here's what I would have loved to have seen him do. One, I got the team and money behind me because Nike and all these other folks – I'd already have that. I'm going to change the venue in my back pocket. So I'd have that place set up. I'd have it to – it would have been so seamlessly that at the last second when they did not agree for me not to sign this this bullcrap contract you got that really just says, hey, you can't sue me again, I would have unveiled that. I would have asked them to change it the two hours before just like he did. And when they elected not to, I would have sent notification to every other team. I would have had buses setting at the at the Falcon Stadium at Flowery Branch to bus you back over to where we will hold the workout. The time would have been the exact same time. Wouldn't have been no delay. I would have no excuses. I would have provided every accommodation you need to still, if it's about football, to still see me work out. So that's first and mm-hmm. foremost. Strategically, I would have been ahead of the game to be able to provide every resource I needed to still make this as successful. The second piece I would have performed like it would. The Kuta Kente part, I mean, that just kind of is what it is. It's pretty cool. I really ain't got a lot of heartache with it. You change, blah, blah, blah. It is what it is. You, you it was cool to, it, it was cool for the culture. Okay? Yeah. I'll give you that. I don't think I could I think you still could have overcame that. I mean, I think you still could have done did that in spite of everything. I would have performed on the field like he did. The interview part, Big Drake, this would have been me. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm an engineer. I've only coached Pop Warner football. But my interview would have went something like this. I want to thank the NFL for giving me an opportunity to come out and showcase my talent. I've really waited for this. I've longed for this opportunity for so long, and I finally got a chance. Thank you. Thank every team for coming out. I really hate that it didn't work out as previously scripted, but I did not feel like that played into the best interest of of what I'm pursuing after. And I really want to especially want to thank everybody that dealt with the change and still was able to come out here and support us. Hopefully I'll hear back from somebody. I hope you were impressed with what you saw and that I I have continued to be ready to perform on the football field. I'll wait to hear from you. Brother, what that did, would have done, would have been, it called out that you tried to screw me. It called out that you set the, you stacked the deck against me. But it did not go into a job interview and said, y'all, y'all effing ends better give me a job. It didn't say that. It says, thank you for the opportunity. I was looking for a chance to do this. I hope to be able to get a chance to get back to the football field and perform. I think that but, still checks but, all but, the boxes and calls them but, out without having to call them out. <laughs> but and gets on the field. Everybody would have known that was some BS. 
everybody would have felt like but I can't that say, wasn't his true feelings. But that I his can't say that I can't him. say nothing like, but I can't say nothing against you about it. I cannot. Cause why, let, let me why, ask why you this. People say anything against what, him let, let me ask you this, Big Drake. Would would you ever hire anybody? I don't care what you've ever did. Ever would you ever hire somebody that said what they said, even if you was in the wrong? Would you ever hire them? Take this off the football field and put it at any job. Anybody that came in and said that, would you ever give them a job? You can't use that in the same context. Why not? He, <laughs> because we, this we was about a job about interview. Football. Yeah, but but, but uh, so if I'm hiring somebody, you see. You, 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 that's not comparing apples to apples because all the other stuff we're talking about a person that has held a job in this profession before. And we all know the only reason why he doesn't still hold a job in this profession. So we, we can't say, well, somebody said that, that, that you, well, you no, have no, to no. understand the history behind what they said. No, you big Drake, to. big Drake. No, uh, because you have beleaguered CEOs that have been successful over time. Uh, my track record right now is, is unblemished of what I've performed in, in my field. And if I still went out and I said, Hey, and I got fired from where I am right now. And ultimately it ended up, I know in my heart, it was only because I was black. Or only because to to you know because I, I I brought up some wrongdoing, and I come back and said I'm ready to go back and work. I've proven success, and the people that want to interview me, I come in and say I'm black, I'm proud, and you bet not not hire me because I'm black. And now give me a job. It ain't gonna work, bro. It ain't gonna work. This still my spot. This is still my. Th what you said was every. For me, you validated your your field, the performance, all of that answers the question that here is the only reason you gave too many outs to now say that the only reason why that is nothing performance based of why you haven't kept me off the field. Getting the shot, getting the opportunity just for everybody to see that you really do still got it is amazing. And to say you really do still want to work because the dialogue now that every what the NFL said, of course, the NFL said you didn't show up, which, again, you knew that was coming. But everybody seen them as bull crap. Throw egg on their face. But mm -hmm. now you do. You've put every owner in the league, even if I wanted to try, if I wanted to be able to give you a shot, man, you just hogtied me. You just but, hogtied but let me. Ask you this, but the, the message of what he said was he wrong? He wasn't. But Drake, right. man, you have talked all the time. You can't say everything that's right. <laughs> you can't that's, say that's everything that's on your mind. But that's the problem. Big Drake, you don't you don't say he everything. Didn't use any profanity? But you don't say everything that's on your mind, even talking to these players, right? Because me, everything I you do. think, Big Drake, yeah, to them. I, I I I make sure I, I I do make sure I choose my words wisely, but I am one hundred percent honest with them. You you and are, I tell you, them I tell I, I've told kids I say look I'm gonna be honest with you. You may not like what I hear, but because I'm honest with you, you're gonna respect it later on. I I, I can't say that I've I I'm I'm one hundred percent honest with people, but I cannot say that I tell you everything I think about you. I've never been able to do that. There in no area of my life have I ever been able to do it. Especially in ministry, I've never been able to do it. At work, mm -hmm. I've never been able to tell you everything that I may think about a situation or think about something. That I, I just can't. It's everything that comes to my mind ain't shouldn't come out. 
And it's not to say that the stuff he said was wrong. And again, I I'm not saying how what he did was wrong. My whole thing is just what what what's the fight now? What's our objective now? And if our objective is for me, what I wanted to what I wanted to be the next step, and this doesn't mean it had to be. Because even mm-hmm. you know, people disagree with Dr. King. I mean, yeah. there was a whole lot of yeah. black folks sitting on the sideline. What I wanted the next step to be was like, man, I really want somebody to give him a shot and him just go ball out and prove. See, I told y'all I always still had it. Because to me, that solidified. Your, that little statement he made, that little speech, gave no that built that did nothing that did nothing he stated obvious he he was the captain obvious commercial it did nothing yeah, but but see Pete, you know i'm 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 very firm in not having to conform but see people want him to do it their way why can't he do it his way because nobody gets bad at baker mayfield when he say off the wall and crazy stuff oh he's just being the leader oh he's just being that why can't he Say he said you they want to give him a job. All you do is shut up and play football. You don't say nothing, you don't speak out, you don't speak your fitness, you shut up and play football. I completely disagree. Completely disagree. I, I think that's what they want him to do. I, I don't I don't agree he gotta shut up. I do agree that you don't go in if you really want to play. I mean, if you want a job, I I disagree. I agree. I don't agree that you have to go and 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 stroke stoke the flames and say what you did because everything you said had nothing to do with football. It had everything to do with you. There was mm-hmm. no, there was no cause, culture, or purpose in anything he said in that ninety-three minute seconds. Let, let, let me also ask you this: Who's to say that he really wants to be in the NFL again? And that's and what, that, the, that's this whole my point. thing wasn't to bring more awareness. That's my point. That's my point. That's why I say I can't say what he did is wrong. I can say if the objective was to get on the field, he did nothing to get there. Now, and, and mm-hmm. that's let's pull back. That I guess let me pull back. If your objective is to continue to bring awareness and be the be the face of a movement, I'm cool with how you did it because that it accomplished that. If your objective is to now also go back to the profession and prove everything you said up to this point, then you did you completely destroyed that to me of the ability mm-hmm. to do that. So it really depends upon where do you where did you plan to end for this to go, and that I will let me. I think that's a great clarification for me, because if the objective was to get on the field, to me, let let after you did all the other stuff, you could have turned and threw so many daggers and continued to bring awareness to the cause and got back on the field, mm-hmm. and never anybody thought anything different or thought that you confined conform to anything. By just saying today was an opportunity for me to go and prove what I can still do on the field. Thank everybody for showing up. Today I think I proved that. Hope to hear from you. I ain't conformed at all. That's no confirmation. I mean, that to me, mm-hmm. that is not him conforming. That's getting back on the field. But again, if it's like, oh, y'all gave me another shot to prove how backhanded and dirty y'all are, if that and if that's the message, that's cool. I don't want to go fighting though to talk to try to get you on the field though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess that's my problem. I don't want to go push it to get you on the field if you really don't want to get on the field, though. He might not really want to get on the field. Yeah, I, I guess he I can't know, say that because then that'll take him out the out the. Yeah, answers we don't know. Yeah, we don't know that. 
And then, cause, cause I, t- I, I take a now, and this dude may have to pull the wool on my eyes, but I take like a David Tepper, right? The new coach mm-hmm. of the of the, of the Panthers. Mm-hmm. If Tepper wanted to hire him, you know what I'm saying? But like, dude, cause, cause Reed has made become. He didn't tell Reed he got to stand up. Mm-hmm. He yeah. just told him, hey, this is about the team. If it's a good thing for the team, I do want our team to win. I don't want the focus to be just on you, but I'll support you in your beliefs, right? Yes. So Reed's been yes. able to kind of go and do that. If David Tepper even wanted to, Drake, after what Colin said, after the workout, there's no way. But like, dude, I can't. Because what you you just put me at odds with the other 31 people I have to work with every single day. I could have been good. At, I was okay with standing up and standing up for somebody and what they believed in. Mm-hmm. I could do that because I just did that with Reed. Yeah. But but you just came out here and said, <laughs> I, man, I want to say it on my radio show, but I can't. Y'all in words better get in line. I mean, like the way you just did, ended that, I can't even do it. You hogtied me. There's no way I could go now to pull you I, on my I, team. I mean, man. it's been so long. It, it feels like it's been so long. I, I like to rehear it again because I heard it. And when he said it, I didn't feel some type of way about it. Oh, man, I did, man. I was just like, golly. Again, and I felt some type of way like, hey, for the culture and for the movement, boom, you came out of the Kente shirt. Like, you did that. You did that thing. Mm-hmm. But the football in me that really think when I – the person in me that looks at the game and I'm like, this is crazy that all of these bananas is on the field and they suck. And this dude is two, three times better than these – these goons out here. Yeah. That dude and me was like, bro, why did you why did you say that? Like, get yeah. to the field. Because for, you know, I mean, you know, me and you talk all the time about this. It's mm-hmm. one thing for me to to be a part of the culture uh, and live my life boldly and 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 still be very strong and being who I am mm-hmm. and not being ashamed of that. And it's another thing to to back that up by performance though, too. Mm-hmm. So I'm never gonna give you a reason to say any of my blackness, my call, any of that other stuff is the reason why you let me go. My performance and never, I'm gonna do both, and those two things collectively speaks volumes to me. For mm-hmm. me, and I wanted, I I was looking for the cap to capsule to capsulate to cap. I don't know what to say right there. To kind <laughs> to kind of cap this whole. I mean, not to cap it as in stop it. But to put a put a put a cherry on top of this entire movement would have been for Colin to come get on the team and ball out for the rest of the season. But, but you got to think, Prin. You know, maybe you know that's why there's only one TD Jakes. Yeah. There's only one Pastor Michael Todd. You know, th- there's right. only one uh, Joel Osteen. Maybe that's not him. Yeah, and maybe he can't get up and have this galvanizing speech where he just enriches everybody. Yeah, he does both where he can be professional, get a job, and still bring aware. Maybe he can't do that. Maybe he just did what he could do and what he knew to do. <laughs> and and I, I, you're right. And I'll say this: that to me, that's why Rosa Parks was the fa- was the face of the movement, but wasn't the first person to sit down. Because mm-hmm, Doc, yeah. there was a whole lot of uh, – uh, when Mildred sat down, Dr. King them knew, nah, man, we can't pick Mildred. Nah, mm-hmm. man, Mildred going to cuss the heck out of somebody. Nah, we can't pick Mildred. <laughs> yeah. when, when Bertha hit that dude because he asked her to get out of seat, see, man, that's why Bertha can't be it. And then when yeah. Rosa come, like, 
hold on, she may be the one. <laughs> because yeah. to your point, the mo- and, and again, so I'm comfortable if he's Malcolm, I'm cool with that. Be mm-hmm. that. But man, I, I guess my I guess I guess so here I guess let me come full circle. Prentice's at Kingpin's expectations were I w- I wanted to see him take this to the next uh level of show pro- reproving that I'm capable on the field and off the field. Mm-hmm. And he didn't meet Prentice's expectations. Sure. Only Prentice. Print, and mine's not the face of the movement. Um mm-hmm. but but that that's really what I was longing for Saturday at the end of that all. Yeah. Was like, man, guy. And I was like, get the right people around you, say the right thing. Man, we finna you finna kill this, bro. You finna have a job Monday, and then mm-hmm. they, they finna they finna hate you. They finna really hate you. Like, like I wanted him I wanted him facing off against Jerry's team, him him putting 50 on Jerry, and Jerry have to go to the post interview. That's what I want. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like that's that's the ending I wanted. Was make these cats have to talk about you because you went back and proved. Make them have to answer the question. So why do you think Colin was off the field for three years with what he just did to your team? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That I guess so that's what I wanted, man. Thank you for talking me off the ledge. That's what I wanted. <laughs> that's what I wanted. I don't want nobody to, to vote to trade me out of the black delegation. But that's really what I wanted. I wanted my. I wanted him to. I thought he could have been my Rosa, but I'm, yeah. I'm okay that he's my Bertha. Sometimes you just gotta hit him back in the mouth to let him know you ain't scared. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta punch him in the mouth, man. So, Colin, man, hey, look great, man. I still think you're better than probably at least nine to ten of the quarterbacks that are starting in the league right now, uh, and and you're better than probably half of the backups. So <laughs> I don't understand why you don't got it. Your talent says you should be employed. Keep fighting yes. the fight, man. Keep your head up, brother. I'll say this. I'm still behind you. I'll still support you. I'll still ride for cap. That yes. none of this can take away from what, what they did to you. None of it can none – none of it – no matter what how you take what has happened, none of it takes away to what they did to him, and they tried to mm-hmm. silence him. Um, so, all right, Big Drake, hey – Another great show, brother. Um, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Folks, we we thank y'all for continuing to listen in to us, man. Thank you for loving us, uh, and thank you for supporting us. Uh, keep going to the go to the website. Hey, if you don't know, um, you can you know I, the the show is on all pl- uh, platforms. Please subscribe to the show and please leave us a leave us a review, man, so other people yeah. may fall upon it, man. And, and, and like, wanna, like that thing too. Like it, that thing, so man. Much yeah, Trey, keep pushing it, man, and, and subscribe. That way, you know every time a new show hits, man. B. Drake, what part words you got for the family, man? I'm I'm gonna leave it as it is. I, I, I'm just grateful to be back on because I know it's been a while and we've had some scheduling conflicts uh, on both ends, and I'm just happy to, to be able to do it because I think we really hit a lot to begin with so i want people yeah. to really take that in but next week when i do give i'm still gonna build upon the leadership thing i think you and i really need to continue to explain and tell people uh not only by showing them but actually giving them something that they could hear and listen and maybe write down themselves and and, and go through a list and help them become better leaders and i think everything we talked about at the beginning gave gave uh, continue to give huge glimpses as to how we are as leaders and why we do what we do. Yes. So keep notes, man. Hey, man, family, we love you, man. 
Don't forget your boys, Kingpin, Big Drake. You can follow us. Go go to the page, MadeManRadioShow.com, uh, and, and make sure to, uh, to to tell somebody about the show. Like us uh, and, and rate the rate the show, man. We want to drive people here. Uh, hopefully, we can be what what's the bright spot of their day, man. Uh, hey, we'll yes. be back at you next week. It's your boy, Kingpin, Big Drake, Made Man Radio Show. Peace. There was a man sitting at the gate called Beautiful, and every week people would pass him by. But Peter rolled up on him and said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, I give unto thee. If you want to be free, just look at me now. From nothing to something you made me, out of the ashes you raised me. Look where I am and it's crazy. crazy. Look where I am and it's crazy. I ain't depressed no more. Ain't got a bed no more. So look at me.